the college experience midweek college basketball report and conference tournament preview, along with the FCS college football week four picks on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by BetSGPN. Yes. BetSGPN is where you'll find all the best sports book promotions and deposit bonuses. Just head over to betsgpn.com. BetSGPN is your home for online sports betting. Check it out. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL, NBA. They got you covered. Just go to betql.com, promo code SGP30. That's BeckQL.com promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you don't miss any of our picks. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no vig betting. That's right, no vig betting that's legal in 40 different states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's Better Edge, B E T T O R Edge.com, promo code SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. Midweek college basketball report, uh, conference preview picks on a few conferences, and FCS football week four picks as well. Just, I, I, I fucking feel like that's the longest title I've ever done. <laughs> I just, just should throw in every team. Anyway, my name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee, and I'm joined by two two real square eggs. All right, give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi 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 hi. <laughs> Buddy, uh, look at that energy, man. That's that's being ranked number one in the FCS, I think. <laughs> and then we're also brought to you by, or not brought to you. Uh, what the fuck am I talking about? We're also uh, in studio, somewhat. I don't fuck. I I can't speak the language right now. He, he's here in the place. He's here right? in spirit. Yes, yeah. he's in the place. Joined by. Yes, there we go. Give those it up those for magic words we're looking for. Tough. Those are tough. It's like a dumb and dumber, and it's like duh. It's tough. <laughs> uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, a Cherokee Parks fan club taking, <laughs> Tobacco Road living, the free lock given, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Yo, yo, what is going on? Has Patty broke into the RBVs already? 
The Red Bulls of the vodkas. I don't think he's a vodka guy, man. There's a oh, guy that's, nah. that's that's drank with Patty C. A shit I've ton of times. Retired from vodka long ago, man. I love me some vodka. <laughs> oh, I did get into some. Uh, what Evan Williams last night? Mm. What are the, what's the one that's below like the seven fifty? A fifth, three twenty five. Yeah, I guess it was a fifth. Yeah, I, I, I took a fifth of uh, Evan to the face last night. Nice. Yeah, nice. for no reason, <laughs> just doing my work and. Uh, now I, I was a tough day. I gotta say, nice little Tuesday. I like oh, yeah. it. Yeah, dude, nothing better than a, than, a, than a Tuesday COVID hangover, man. And I actually am one that uh, I'm of the opinion that Evan Williams tastes better than Jack Daniels, and it's like ten dollars cheaper. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I would say there's no discernible difference in my mind. I feel like there's more, especially sh- if you're mixing it. You're mixing yeah. it with ginger ale or something. Then Evan Williams all day. Yeah, baby. I feel like there's more sugar in Jack Daniels. It tastes sweeter, which I don't like. Gotcha. Colby, Colby likes it. Bitter. I don't like it. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't like sweet fucking drinks. All right. Well, Jack is better than Jim beam. Jim beams. Probably. Dude, I haven't had bugged. Jim beam since I was like 18. So I can't, and I worked at it. I was a bartender for a long time. So <laughs> I mean, I guess I, pro- I probably had it somewhere in between there. Well, being a bartender is every reason not to do Jim beam. You have like an a entire thousand, shelf yeah. of options at your disposal. Yeah. But I mean, look, I don't discriminate. Alcohol is alcohol. I prefer to stay away from some though. Like I'm not a champagne guy, not a champagne guy. You know that. Um, But anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Let's talk. It's, it's March guys. This is the first podcast we are doing in the month of March. Hopefully this won't, won't get blown up like last March did, but uh, I think we're, I think we're okay here. Texas is opening back up. We can fucking do it. We can do it. And let's look, let's just start things off before we dive into the conference predictions for these, these uh, mid major conferences that are tipping off uh, today and tomorrow and Friday and Saturday. Uh, Let's talk recent events, college basketball here tonight. NC state beats Notre Dame for their fifth straight win. Unfortunately for NC state, their game against Virginia tech scheduled for, I believe Saturday was canceled, but NC state five straight wins. No Devin Daniels, no Thomas Allen. Uh, I think this team, I mean, I, I, I would assume they're going to try to find a makeup game really fast. Uh, they should call who, who was it that just had their game canceled too? somebody else just had a game canceled. I forget, but they should call them Virginia and, tech and uh, was oh, Virginia yeah. tech Louisville. Yeah. So they should call Louisville because I, th- uh, but Louisville doesn't, uh, they got to find a team that needs to gain something. But because NC State five straight wins heading into the ACC tournament, there'll be an interesting team to follow if they get a couple wins. I think they're, they're I think they're probably they're not in the the first eight out, but I think they're very close. Uh, with this win against Notre Dame, they might be because as I bring up uh, uh, Joe Lenardi's bracketology here, uh, first eight out: Boise State, Utah State, St. Louis, Duke. Or that's the first four. The remaining four after that, Indiana, SMU, Memphis, and Syracuse. Well, Indiana lost yesterday. Uh, so this is not, a, a, this was put out yesterday morning. So Indiana lost and uh, I believe everyone else and Duke lost. So perhaps um, NC state, maybe, what do you guys think? What do you think? What do you think the chances are? NC state finds their way in the NCAA tournament. They definitely have more work to do. So yeah, you're right. You know, trying to find a makeup game would be nice here. You know, they're what eight or they're nine and eight uh, in the ACC. They're 13 and nine overall. They only have two wins against uh, teams that will be dancing in UNC and UVA. Uh, yeah, they need to do some more work here. If if they can't fill 
the last game of the regular season. I think they need to win at least two games in the ACC tournament, maybe three. And they're going to uh, need, and they're, yeah, they have, they're, they're, they, they have a chance, but they have work to do. Well, they're going to need more help. And they, I will say this on uh, the last four in were Drake Seton hall, Michigan state and Xavier. Well, Seton hall and Xavier lost and uh, Xavier lost to a Georgetown team. That's not sniffing the tournament. So that can't be good for them. Uh, Seton hall lost today. Um, I think, I think both are going to not make, I mean, Xavier might make it. I think Seton hall is just trying the wrong direction. Uh, looking at Ken Palm, I got Xavier at 56 NC state who we just mentioned at 65. So really teetering on uh, deserving there. And who's the other one you mentioned Seton hall. They're yeah. sitting at 49. So these are teams that all fall within the top 68. Uh, and, and I wonder if that's updating NC state's win tonight. Good point. Yeah. No, no. Usually Ken Palm will wait till after the day's over and t- uh, tomorrow because Seton hall be lost updated. tonight too. Gotcha. Seton hall lost tonight too. So very interesting. The bubble is bubbling. Yes, yeah, very interesting. Uh, other games tonight. Missouri beats Florida at the buzzer. I guys, I was on Florida here. Uh, I didn't lock this or anything, but Missouri's a team. I have no fucking idea. I mean, I I I still was loving about two weeks ago when they were projected as a three seed or a four seed. I was I was loving the chance to fade them in the NCAA tournament. They're they're all the way back at a nine seed or eight seed, uh, depending on who, whose uh, bracketology you're reading, but. Uh, they just beat Florida at Florida. What do you guys think the roof is for Missouri here? Do you, are, you think that you, you like them to go a couple rounds in the NCAA tournament? This is one of those teams that, you know, has just kind of like been there all year, but Dude, they've been a pain in the ass to handicap. I, I feel like, I don't know which team is showing up when I, when I, when I think they're good, they're bad. When I think they're bad, they're good. <laughs> I got no, Nick, what do you think of Missouri? Yeah. You know, I've watched them a handful of games and uh, like I watched that game against Alabama where I, I think they beat Bama. If I remember correctly. Um, no, no, they lost They, they were up most of the game. Bama came back and got, no, I think they beat Bama. Yeah, you're right. They yeah. did beat Alabama. They, they won by three, 68, 65. Uh, after they beat Bama, they proceeded to lose their next three. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, they're freaking up and down, but the, the, the roster is talented and they're deep. The coaching could be questionable. Um, I think uh, they have the ceiling of Sweet 16, but it all depending on it. It all depends on matchups. I doubt if I have them going that far. Pro, pro, Maybe around, but if they're like an eight nine seed, uh, it really depends on on who they're playing. Prior to uh, tonight's win, I don't know if this will help them. I don't know if the seven seeds have lost. Actually, they, one of the seven seeds, Clemson, did lose. So. Uh, Lenardi had them project had the Tigers as an eight seed, squaring off against Rutgers. If they square off against Rutgers, I'd probably take Rutgers. Um, but the other eight nines, I don't know, dude. What's that? Look at some of their wins on the year. I mean, Oregon, Wichita, Liberty, Bradley, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida. I mean, not a whole, not too many teams in the country can boast that long line of of wins I just rattled off. Uh, but they do have the, the flip side of that coin is that they have some, some questionable losses as, as well. Yeah. I mean, they should have lost that game to Bradley. I watched that. <laughs> I watched that. And, uh, oh God. and uh, you know, Bradley was up they that beat, whole game. They beat Illinois too. Sorry to cut you off. I, I, I didn't see that. They also beat Illinois. Well, that, that one's looking better. Yeah. Every How day. about that game? Can we t- let's talk about, I know I wanted to talk a few more tonight, but let's, let's just dive into that guys. I fade 
I was uh, I did a solo pod on this one, and I'm like, lock up Illinois getting eight if Desumu is playing. And he's, then I find out early in the day, I find out he's playing. Yeah. Then right before the game, I find out he's not playing. So then I run over to the website, I lock up Michigan. Yeah. And then I just proceed to get my ass whooped. But my <laughs> two ticket, minutes later, fuck. my ticket of of <laughs> Illinois to win the uh, the big the Big Ten still very much alive. Uh, I wonder how that works if they tie. I don't know. I don't know how that will work, but. Nick, what uh, you, I, I imagine it'll be a push. And, but you know, what's really important about the, this to me, i watched that game and Illinois is really good at, pa- they've been passing the ball better. And Adam Miller, the freshman has stepped up, played big against Michigan. Uh, Frazier's played big the past couple games, I feel like, but they're kind of, they're kind of proving that they, I mean, yes, they need to soon move to make it, to win a national championship. But I think uh, they're kind of just looking like the part, like they're, they're growing up. Some of those young players they had, uh, what is it? Curbelo. I feel like they're, they're growing up right, right before our eyes. So I, what do you, I, I think Illinois is a team that could, I'm, I'm, I think first off, they should be the, the fourth one seed. What do you guys think on that? At this point? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I think Ohio state have been lost. I think three in a row now, you know, they're a two or a three. They're probably looking, I think Illinois is the clear, obvious choice to grab that last number one spot. I think some people might argue what Bama. They have a legitimate case, but I just think yeah. that win against Michigan puts the fighting Illini. Yeah, I'd be curious on top of Bama. When the last time a team that only won seventy six percent of their games during the regular season was a one seed, nineteen and six does not sound like a one seed's resume or record. But at the least. Big Ten, I was thinking about this, and maybe Nick, you know, you might know this answer. Maybe the ACC at one point in the nineties. I can't recall. I heard Jay Billis talking about this in that Michigan game was like, it was every matchups, like a top 10 game, the every ACC big 10 game a couple years ago, a couple I, years ago, the ACC had six of the eight final four teams. I'm sorry. Uh, elite eight teams and three of the final four teams. So I'd say that was a pretty good conference that year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, that's, that's fucking, that's mind blowing. That's crazy. Well, I, mean, I don't it, think as good as the big 10 is, I don't think they can do that this year. I agree with that. But I'm saying like throughout the season, was the ACC like every team in the top 10 that year? Cause I, I, I was thinking maybe late nineties, early two thousands that they might've, when they had Maryland, Duke, Carolina, uh, even Georgia tech with Bobby Crimmins, I think was, was like, that's, that's what I was guessing would be the, uh, the, the, the deepest of ACC that like, that yeah, I, I think with the most recent, uh, you know, expansion, yeah, I think last five, 10 years, ACC has always had a couple really bad teams. So you, you have to go probably further back than that to have like the whole league, you know, <laughs> where, you know, any team can beat anybody pretty much this year, the big 10, really the only really bad team was Nebraska, but they're actually playing well. Now you, maybe you could argue Northwestern, but they, no, they got, they were, the no, no, you can't because they got ranked at one point. Yeah, they got ranked. They were like six and one. They were number 19. Yeah. For a <laughs> week there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the big 10 is obviously the best conference this year f- by far and away. And it's probably the best conference we've seen in at least a handful of years. I don't know. We'd have to like, I'd have to really like, you know, go back and take a look. Uh, but let's just appreciate the big 10 for what but it is this I, year. I think Billis was saying last night uh, that they have a chance of getting, man, I, I, was it six or I I think it was four would be the only conference ever that got four teams in the top eight, meaning the top, you know, the one and two seeds, 
meaning Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, and Iowa. I guess yeah. the, I guess the ACC's never done that. Is what are you crazy? Yeah, I guess not. It's pretty wild. I'm looking at it here. Uh, Big Ten has had ten teams ranked inside the top twenty this year. So I mean, <laughs> half the top twenty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's nuts. Um, I mean, well, speaking of Big Ten, what Penn State takes down Minnesota? What the fuck happened to Minnesota? Minnesota is like Northwestern two point oh. Why did we pay, take Minnesota tonight? Not that we locked it or bet it, but why? I, dude, I almost locked it. I almost locked it because I was just like, they're gotta win. Like they're coming off losses to Northwestern in Nebraska, and I'm like, they're still uh, somewhat alive. I was like looking at uh, uh, someone else's bracketology, and they had them as the eighth team out. So I was like, wait, so if they win this and then just win a game in the big, the Big Ten or the Big Ten tournament. Maybe they, they were on the road. They suck, dude. Like what happened? So it's gotta be there. Like in their psyche now or something. No, I don't know I, what the hell. Did no, I, mean, come I feel on. like we, I know we didn't get a tournament last year, but I feel like the same exact thing happened. Like in January, we're saying, man, Minnesota's good. Now and, you could argue Minnesota's down two starters and Kalsher and Robbins. You know, that's a legitimate point. You, um, not not when still. you're losing Northwestern, Nebraska and Penn state. That's a horrible. Yeah. Th- you got to win at least one of those 13 and three at home. Oh, and 10 on the road. Yeah. What the? Fu- I mean, I've even seen it. Like Vegas is like with no fans. There's right. no fans on the road this year. <laughs> right. It's mind-boggling. Um. Okay. Let's let's uh let's continue to talk uh tonight's action. Syracuse takes down Clemson in a game I locked up. Um, Syracuse might find their way in this thing. <laughs> I mean, I I I I I, I they've been uh, in a way kind of like Minnesota. They've been awful on the road. Great at home. I was all over this one because I know Clemson can't shoot. But this, I, did Nick? Did you watch this game at all? I did not. I but I did uh, take Syracuse. I figured they were going to win pretty comfortably, and uh, that's exactly what happened. Dude, it was an ugly, especially in the first half. Incredibly ugly first half. Um, and that was actually Syracuse's last game of the regular season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're 15 and eight now. Um, they had them coming in. I think what Lenardi had them as the uh, the eighth team out. So you would think with the win there against uh, what an, an eight projected seven seed, maybe, I don't know, man, I don't know. They got to win a game or two, I think in the, in, in the you, ACC tournament, you know, what it might come down to speaking of both Syracuse and NC state, you know, now both being on the bubble, Syracuse swept NC state this year. Ooh. Ooh. If you're coming down to like a final team looking at resumes, that could be the deciding factor that puts them over the top. Well, and I think Syracuse has got a big history with uh, they in the past seven or eight years they got in as the the final four in there and they went to the final four. So, does that make sense? What I just said? I know I said final four like seven times, but um, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, either way, compelling. Um, now tonight we also had uh, what Wichita State takes down Tulane, took care of business there. Wichita. Nick, what's your, what's your feeling on Wichita this year? They're still alive to win the whole AAC because Houston plays Memphis on Sunday. I like the shockers, man. And I think even if they don't win the AAC, I think they, they could uh, get a at large bid. I think they probably will. They're probably on the right side of the bubble right now. Uh, we, we did not expect this from Wichita in the off season after losing the coach and having, you know, a bunch of players transfer. So uh, a tip of the cap to the shockers here. I think shockers they're dangerous. I think shock. they could go a round or two. Yeah. Projected 12 seed. Hey, they're Lenardi has them playing Oklahoma in the first round. See an upset. You see upset potential. <laughs> that's dangerous, man. You know, the shockers have done it before. Uh, that's pretty dangerous. I, I would expect a close game at least. 
in that matchup. Yeah, man. Uh, that, that they just, I mean, I, I gotta be honest. I did not think they would make the tournament this year after that, that scandal hit, but um, what else do we got? St. John's takes down Providence. Providence was up 11 at halftime and lost this game. Huge. It win. was a late, a late lock of mine. When I heard Posh Alexander was not going to play the, the point guard for the Johnnies. Apparently it didn't matter. Providence sucks. Write them off. Huge, <laughs> huge win for St. John's though, man. Like St. John's still alive now. Uh, I mean, I think if they lose that, we were all going to say, Hey, there's no way St. John's is going to make this, uh, make the NCAA tournament. Now there's a little bit of life there. They, they, they play Seton hall Saturday in, in a game that is uh, two bubble teams going toe to toe. You win that. And maybe you win a, what a game or two in the Big East tournament. And, and, and you might be on the inside of the bubble here. What do you, what do you think of the Johnnies? Let me take a look here. Yeah. That Saturday matchup could be a eliminator, man. Dude, it's a huge game. By the way, we're currently Villanova up uh, what? 18, 20, 20 against Creighton. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, St. John's could be a dangerous team. I think um, another one that we can touch on with the eight ten tournament started today. We're still going to make our picks, but the two worst seeds played each other. And, uh, or, or I guess the, the, t- the four worst teams played each other, St. Joe's and uh, G- George Washington advance. And me and pa- me and uh, Sean, and and Kramer on the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, college basketball show last night. We're talking about how St. Joe's not only are they a uh, a great value play right now. I think they're a, a horrible draw for the one seed <laughs> of this conference because they're hot. They've won four in a row. They've gotten healthy. Uh, they are going to be. I think they're going to now play on uh, what Friday. I think they're going to. I think they're going to give VCU. No, I, I, no, they, they play tomorrow. They play UMass tomorrow, I believe. Oh, why is their conference so? That's a weird setup there. They, they yeah, the, the the top schools may get double buys. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's one. I don't thing that I, I don't have the talk. bracket in front of me, but maybe. I think they're going to beat UMass. Yeah, I think they were getting like four or five points. I want to bring that up here. I'm all on that but, man. Saint Saint Joe's could be a dangerous team here, getting hot at the right time. And those some of those wins were good. They beat Dayton. They beat uh, Richmond at Richmond in the past four, that's two of their past four. So watch out after all that shit. I talked about them yeah, four in a row. So yes, yeah, uh, uh, sorry, Patty, uh, St. Joe's getting a uh, plus three versus UMass tomorrow. I'm on it, man. Keep, keep the magic going. Well, it's interesting. I've never seen a team play so few home games. They're only three and three at home this year, one and nine on the road. So kind of, I, th- I think they got hit with COVID and they just had to go on the road, I guess. I think, I mean, if those games cancel and they don't get made up, I think the same, same might've happened with UMass. Gotcha. Unfortunate draw there, but like you said, winners of uh, four in a row after starting one and 14 or yeah. Yeah. They're de- I mean, I think so wait, Nick, the winner of that then plays the one seed, right? I don't have the bracket in front of me. I, that would make some sense, but uh, you know, every conference does it a little bit differently. So I, I couldn't tell you. All right. Well, we're going to talk more a 10 in a little bit here as we, we make our conference pr- uh, picks for the uh, tournament here. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if St. Joe's actually uh, made the, the run table there. And <laughs> that'd be wild. Let's not get too crazy. I don't think they're going to start. <laughs> I, well, look, Cinderella I, is dancing, baby. I don't think they're going to do that, but I think they could be good for an upset. I mean, we saw it guys. And I know we, we, the one conference we're not going to bring you is the horizon league. And Wright State 
and Cleveland state tied for a uh, same record in that conference. And when yesterday, Wright state, the one, I mean, th- these were the top, I guess, technically Cleveland state got the one seed, Wright state got the two, but uh, they were up 17 and then they end up losing to Milwaukee. Milwaukee comes back, beats them in overtime. The horizon league tournament yesterday was fucking bananas in general, <laughs> the top seed Cleveland state needed triple overtime to beat IPFW, right? A bad IPFW yeah. team. The second seed, right state, who had blown out everybody. Margin of deficit. Uh, they were probably the best team in the conference if you look at that. They lose outright to Milwaukee in overtime. Then your three seed, uh, Detroit and Northern Kentucky go at it. Northern Kentucky was the three seed, I believe. Um, they win by one against Detroit, but Detroit was favored. Then Oakland Youngstown state goes to overtime. Oakland wins by four. Those were the four games within that conference. What a fucking crazy, crazy yeah. day in the horizon league yesterday. Three, three of the four go overtime. And, and the other one is a one point win. <laughs> Dude, that's why that's, that's why you watch college basketball. Is, is this it's a, March baby. I love it. Yeah, yeah. baby. Is this a, is this a one bid league? No matter what? Yes. Yeah. So and, it's, I it's, mean, unless a team went undefeated or something, right? And, and even with that, yeah, I think undefeated would get them in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's all about the tournament. And Cleveland State's uh, path just got considerably easier with the right state. Out yeah. Of yeah. And I even think Detroit because Detroit was the hotter team in the second half of the season. So yeah, Detroit, Cleveland State just split a series the the weekend yeah. before. Yeah, so I, I think that's very compelling. The Vikings uh, could be. Have they ever gone dancing before? Oh, I'm sure they have. I, th- I think they have. Uh, no. uh, it's, it's just been a while. I think okay. it's been. I think it's been five, six years or something since they, maybe seven, eight years. Um, but yesterday, I mean, Boise State. How about them, man? Laying an egg. They they get swept by San Diego State. Then they go back home and Fresno state beats them by three. Now they got to worry if they can. I mean, I, th- let me see what Lenardi has. I, 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 I know they were on the bubble. I think they might be on the, uh, the outside of the bubble. Now that's a brutal loss this late in the year. These games matter. Patty C. <laughs> yeah. Do. He's got him as the first team out now. That's a brutal loss. That's just, uh, it doesn't get much worse than that at the, at, for timing sake. Um, Three in a row they've dropped. Obviously, two of them being just at San Diego State, so that's tough. Well, but. the first San Diego State game, it was an overtime. I mean, that was a crazy game. Yeah, they blew my cover. A locked up Boise plus seven goes into overtime, and and uh, San Diego State wins by like eight or nine. Yeah, that was. That, I hate when that happens, man. Um, other things we saw yesterday, like I said, Xavier lost to Georgetown. Georgetown's been red hot. Any chance Georgetown has some success in the Big East tournament? Some success, sure, man. They could win a couple games. Yeah, they need to win the whole thing to go to the t- to the national tournament, though. So that's probably not going to happen. I think that might be a problem next year for the Big East. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Arkansas continues their red hot performance and wins by like thirty points at South Carolina. I've heard rumblings that Frank Martin might uh, take the New Mexico job. Is he trying to like get out of Dodge before there's like some sanctions or something? Isn't there something going on down there? Perhaps, but I know he has strong ties. I guess that athletic director and him have been friends for a long time at at New Mexico. So, um, but what do you think of the Razorbacks? What do you think the ceiling is for the Razorbacks? Playing good ball right now, man. They have definitely turned it on, and they've won. Yeah, they won like they've won like eleven or twelve. I feel like some something crazy like that. And I was one that uh, 
It's funny. Uh, someone, a bunch of the fans have been liking my, uh, my tweet in a, in a negative way, basically talking shit to me because uh, when, when they hired him, I want to, I want to say, I can't remember the analyst, but he was saying it was the best hire of the year. And I go, I got, I got, I'll bet money. He never gets Arkansas past the sweet 16. The sweat. Well, is he hasn't was, done that yet. The sweat is on though, man. And fans, <laughs> all these Arkansas fans are talking shit to me on Twitter. They found this old tweet from two years ago <laughs> and, and they're just firing up the tweets. And I'm saying, Hey, you know, you can still lose in the first round. All right. Just cause you're going through the sec right now. Uh, and then yesterday, obviously uh, I, I saw uh, John Rothstein say he thought it was the best game of the year. Uh, Baylor, West Virginia. That's one that I, I got screwed on the overtime. Uh, yeah, me too. Cover man. blow. Exactly. By a half a point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still, but does Baylor still look the part? Did you worry? Like last year, we saw this. Obviously, we, we didn't get a March Madness, but Baylor struggled down the stretch. They were still going to be a one or two seed. COVID's such a uh, factor of like confusion, confounding factor, I should say, that it's tough to gauge like whether that's if you what ha- Baylor really is. Okay, let's say the one seeds are Illinois, Michigan, Baylor, and, and Gonzaga. If you had to place a bet on who would lose first, at who who do you who would you bet on? Uh Illinois because they've lo- already lost six times this year. Yeah, but that's because they played in the big like. Couldn't you make the argument that if Gonzaga played in that Big Ten schedule, they'd have six losses? You could. I think you'd be wrong, but uh, you could make that argument. I want to wait a week before I make that bet. You know, so this was Baylor's third game coming back. Obviously, they did not look good in the first two. They were losing most of the game to West Virginia, but they did make the comeback. So now, are are they back now? Are they back to what they were in January? Uh, I, I want to see how they perform this weekend. I want to see how they perform in the big 12 tournament before, you know, making that, uh, but, bet but so if you had to pick a, a team right now, though, out of the, out of those four, I know you don't want to, but if you had to pick one, well, I've, I've got, uh, I'm still on Michigan. No, no, no. To, to it, lose first. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm kind of just talking out. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> it out, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I'm still on Michigan. If anything, maybe this loss kind of wakes them up. And you know, maybe it's, maybe it's actually, usually it's good to lose a game in like early March. Yeah. Especially if you're a top team that has kind of cruised by the whole regular season. It's, it's not bad. It's not a bad idea to lose a game in March. I know like a lot of the, the really good Duke teams that have went on to like win the whole national championship, they've lost in the ACC tournament. That kind of wakes you up, smacks you in the face, kind of refocuses you. So I'm still on Michigan. Michigan's not going to be my pick. Um, the other three is tough, man. I guess I'm going to agree with Patty and say Illinois right now, because the other three, I think I've been there all year while Illinois is just kind of bubbling up now. I think, I, I think I'd go Gonzaga as far as quad one game so far, Gonzaga seven and oh Baylor seven and one Michigan eight and two Illinois nine and six 15 out of their, uh, <laughs> 25 games have been against quad. So one that's a, and that can help the argument for Illinois saying yeah. they're battle tested. Another thing was Adam Miller was a freshman. You know, I mean, I know Suggs is a freshman at Gonzaga, but you, you don't get as battle tested going through the gauntlet of the big 10. Yeah. Then you do and getting reserves minutes. Now that might pay yeah. dividends later in a tournament. Maybe there's foul trouble or something. Maybe you need to rely on your depth more. So with the sun, going out for a couple of games that could actually, you know, benefit them later on. I like the stat. I, I, I don't have it in front of my face, but there was some stat about how well they've been passing with Dusumo out their assists per game have gone way up. 
And I think that can actually really help your team. I, that almost makes it questionable of like when Dusuma returns, will will that potentially hurt the team? Well, that was like with John Wall and the Wizards. As soon as they left, as soon as he got injured, everyone eats became the team uh, slogan. You know, <laughs> he got all offended by it. But I don't think. Well, that- if you want to bring it back to college, it's like when Kyrie Irving came back to Duke. Oh, because Duke, what Duke was rolling without Kyrie. Yeah. And Kyrie came back for the tournament and I think they lost in the second round to Arizona <laughs> and things never really clicked because uh, Nolan Smith had the ball in his hands while, you know, when Kyrie was out, Nolan Smith was running the show. And then when Kyrie comes back, obviously he's a ball dependent guard. You know, he needs the ball yeah. in his hand and it, it, it never jived because well, they didn't have time to get back on the same page. And, and he would never split that locker room in half. Would he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's been doing the whole time in the, in the NBA with this back. F- then he wasn't crazy. I think, yeah. well, I think once you get in the NBA, you, you go crazy. What the earth is flat, man. He believes that man. He's got a point there. Um. Okay. Monday's action before we dive into uh uh, Monday we saw what uh, Dayton take down St. Bonaventure pulled an upset. The Bonnie's uh, really kind of fucked up the Bonnie seating. Cause they, they're going to get an at large, I think, but it will be a 12, you know, that's not where you necessarily want to be when they had, they, they were looking at potentially getting like a, a nine. I feel like that just uh, that one loss you think drops from that. Uh, point? Well, I'm saying uh, I had them winning a game or two in the a 10 tournament, but right. uh, uh, we saw Virginia grab a win. The Wahoos grabbed the win. Um, Wasn't pretty though, and they and they did get Woltenessy. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, but they did get him back. Boom. Uh, am, am I right or am I right? You, you you gave me shit last time. You know, I looked at the stats. He's not nearly the uh, third most <laughs> impactful player on that team. <laughs> but it just feels like when he's in the game, he's he's long. He can shoot. He's a, a matchup nightmare of sorts. Lenardi currently has Virginia slated as a five seed playing Western Kentucky. Dangerous. Western Kentucky beat Alabama. Here's the thing. I think Huff could be a nice matchup with Bassey, and I think uh Virginia probably has more weapons outside of that. So if those two can cancel each other out, then oh, interestingly enough, how about uh I'm gonna give myself another pat on the back here, saying that Michigan might be uh susceptible to big men because they kind of rely on their uh, big men getting off on other teams. And lo and behold, they face a, a dominant big in Coburn. And fucking uh, Wagner and um, yeah, what's his name combined for eight Didn't points? It? Dickinson. Well, that's the thing I, I like about it, Illinois is that I, I think defensively. I know Michigan came in with the top defense in the country, but uh, Illinois is a very good defensive team too, and yeah. very athletic. So I I, I feel like uh, some of those stats. How much can you really try? Like Michigan's playing great defense. I'm not taking that away from them, but do we really want to say like they were for sure the best defense in the country? I don't I don't feel comfortable saying that. Think sometimes you're scheduling. We saw Illinois schedule at a conference. They've they played some really good teams. Michigan did not. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's like you say. Michigan's got. Uh, granted, Michigan's played only 20 games versus Illinois 25, but uh, they have 10 quad ones, whereas Illinois has 15 quad one games so far. So they have had a tougher, tougher run. Uh, Syracuse beat North Carolina by two, I, and it's interesting. I was watching that game. And uh, they were saying that Syracuse would be, I'm sorry, that North Carolina would be the the last four in with that loss. But when I look at bracketology, uh, that's not the case. So I don't know. I mean, if North, uh, there's no way if North Carolina loses in the first round of the ACC tournament, Nick, do you think they make it? Well, first uh, Saturday is, is Duke UNC. That's right. That's right. That's right. So if they lose that, 
if they lose that, then, then they're, you know, things are looking questionable. <laughs> Let's just say they lose to Duke, which is a big if right now, that the way would be Duke's great. played last couple games. That would be fucking great. Uh, I hope that happens, but if they lose to Duke and they lose in the first game in the ACC tournament, then, then they have some real issues on their hand. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're good enough where they're not going to lose in the first round of the ACC tournament. I wouldn't think. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I mean, I think, I mean, wouldn't it depend on their seed? I mean, they, they lost to NC, they split against NC state this year. So if they were to draw NC, Oh, I guess that they won't draw NC state because they won five in a row. If they, I don't know who, I don't know. I got to see the seating and how it shakes out, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's not outside of, of the realm of uh, possibilities. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, St. Joe's took down Richmond. We touched on that. St. Louis blew out uh, UMass and we're going to touch more on St. Louis in a minute here. Um, then uh, what was the big one? Okay. State swept Oklahoma guys. Oklahoma state is a team that has, I think they're one of five teams that have the most quad one victories. Oklahoma state. Yeah. They're a true. I mean, I, I, I the, the only thing is with them sweeping Oklahoma, cause they were going to be an eight, nine seed. I think uh, now they're going to be projected as a, as a six or seven. Those are two huge that, wins. They're dangerous, man. You know, all year long, I was, I was waiting for Oklahoma state to be Oklahoma state of past where, you know, yeah, they, they might, you know, win a big game, but they'll, they'll follow that up with a couple losses, but they are rolling right now. He's got him as a it's, four. He's got him as a four yeah. right now. They just, it's went not from just a, a one man show Kate Cunningham either, man. They got other players there too. Oh, and uh, like Likalele or whatever the hell he pronounced his name is. That guy can play. Yeah. And he's missed the last couple of games Yeah, and they're still beating Oklahoma uh, tomorrow. I think they're an 11 point dog at Baylor. Oh, I'm all over that. Yeah. That's a lock. Give me the Cowboys eight and four in quad one game so far. And Baylor, what just locked up their first bit, their first conference championships since, since like what in 70 years or something, or I don't know. They're they're drinking, they're partying a little bit. The undefeated season's over. Texas just opened up. They're fucking having a great time. All the players are eating ass. Um, <laughs> all right. Is uh, that, is that what you do when you celebrate? <laughs> uh, depends. Depends. Depends, depends the situation. on the ass that's around. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by Bet SGPN. Yes, we are very proud to announce that we've launched Bet SGPN. BetSGPN.com is your home for all the best online sports book promotions. Our featured sports book this week is points bet. Yes. Points bet has a ton of player props and live wagering options. All the lines we're using uh, on today's episode are right from points bet. Believe it or not. You like parlays. You, you should, you fucking, you fucking maniac, right? Cause points bet as you covered with their parlay boosts. I mean, look, I'll, I'll just quickly throw one together for you. All right. I'm going to quickly throw, throw one together for you tomorrow. We just talked about that. Uh, that Baylor game. Give me okay. State plus 11 and a half, right? Yeah. That's oh, lock city, baby. Lock that thing up for me. I'm going to give you a little parlay action here. I am then going to take you to St. Joe's plus three St. Joe's plus three against UMass in the a 10 tournament. And then let's uh, go out with a bang. No, no, not there. Your boys, Eastern Kentucky minus three. I was thinking Kansas minus 16 at home against UTEP. That's not bad either. <laughs> give me uh give me, give me the Jayhawks, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about Eastern Kentucky. 
You can do four. Let's do all four. That's a fucking parlay. Boom. We can do fourteen parlay. Eastern Kentucky, Kansas. Uh, what is it? Oklahoma State and St. Joseph's. So there you go. All right. And if that wasn't enough, they're offering two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. That's right. Two thousand dollars in risk-free bets. Just go to pointsbet.com promo code SGP. That's pointsbet.com promo code SGP. Um, and uh, yeah, they say T and C's apply void where prohibited must be 21 plus. You got a gambling problem. Call 1-800 gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Patty C or just go to pick Dundee <laughs> and get some wins. And yeah. uh, it's or, not a problem c- or counter that with 1-800 pick Dundee for some conference USA specials. Um, all right, let's get to the thick of this, man. We got, we still got FCS football to talk, but there's conference tournaments and dude, I there's certain years. I feel like the conference tournaments are actually better than the NCAA tournament. Sure. There's certain years where like, I remember there was like a down year for the NCAA tournament, but there was an awesome slate of conference tournaments. I would say last games. year was well, well, yeah, we last year was better. The conference <laughs> tournament was better than March Madness. Uh, let's start, take. <laughs> let's start things off here. We're going to play a little game here and see Nick being the Alex Trebek fan that he is said, uh, you know, guys, let's, let's, let's throw some, some, some stakes on the table here. All right. So here's the game. We're going to preview. Uh, what is this? I think what the Missouri Valley, the Patriot league, the American East, the West coast conference, the Atlantic sun, the big South, the Ohio Valley and the Atlantic 10. We each have $100 per conference, but only one pick. You can't pick five fucking teams and say, Hey, divvy up my money you know, uh, $20 for each of these teams. No, you got one and the most money is going to win. All right. That's how that works. Whoever, uh, whoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually hey, that I, works. I think we should also do the, the uh, big conferences. Also, are we just limiting it to the ones we're pre- we're previewing now? No, or do we no, open no, no. it up to we, every conference? We do it for all of them except the horizon because it's, unless you want to j- dive in with hor- horizon right now and, and we all pick a team, but I think everyone's going to pick Cleveland state because right state and Detroit right. are gone. Um, so let's, yeah, I guess we can't do the a 10 either. No, we can do the a 10 because, because I have the odds there. We just deleted the two worst teams. All right. And what are the stakes? Bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Bottle of bourbon. I don't know if you might, you might pick me picking the wrong day to ask Pat for about about a (laughs) bottle of bourbon, but uh, a a bottle of Evan Williams. That's what $6. (laughs) The last thing in the world that I would ever want to receive at this point. (laughs) Uh, How about, uh, I don't Yeah. A good bottle of bourbon. All right. There you go. A good bottle of bourbon. So let's start things off. We're going to pick each conference here. The Missouri Valley conference guys personal favorite of mine. I think one over the past 30 years of watching college basketball, I have always loved watching some Missouri Valley basketball. And I even spelled Valley wrong. Um, There we go. Uh, We got the odds Loyola, the one seed minus 155 Drake plus 280 Missouri state plus 750 big jump there. Indiana State plus thirteen hundred, Bradley plus thirty five hundred, Northern Iowa plus uh, what's that five thousand, Valpo plus fifty five hundred, Evansville plus sixty six hundred, and uh, Southern Illinois plus uh, what twelve thousand five hundred, and and uh, Illinois State plus fifteen thousand. Some options there. I think the play, man, I'm on Drake here. I'm on Drake to get this done. Um, 
as my as my bet. I I, I look. I want to flirt with Bradley, but I think I I I don't know if you heard on on the podcast I did Sunday, Nick, that I think Drake in a way. Yes, it sucks they lost to Bradley, which I I I, I was on that one when me and Nick previewed the weekend. I said Bradley's too good. I actually think Bradley's the third best team in this conference. They've just been a mess all year. Um, they've won the conference tournament the past two years at plus 3,500 by Bradley being in the, the, the if Bradley beats Southern Illinois, which I think they will, uh, they're going to play Loyola. I believe uh, when I was looking at the, the bracket for this, Bradley is on Loyola's side. So I actually think in a way Drake benefits from that because also Loyola is going to have to play either Indiana state. I mean, I guess it matters who wins these games, but I think a tougher slate could be playing Bradley and Indiana state than playing the likes of uh, I think it was Valpo and, uh, and uh, Missouri state. Yeah. I, I definitely think that uh, that benefits Drake to have Loyola Chicago kind of face one of those sleepers, probably in an early round. And did you say that that's their first round draw? Well, I think there's that, that Bradley has to win one of those games where you, but they're at least on the same side of the bracket. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So I, I, that's my angle. I mean, I want to take Bradley. So tomorrow Southern Illinois takes on Bradley uh, at, at three o'clock Eastern, I believe. Um, So that is the first game. We'll find out now. Southern Illinois wins. And my theory goes out the fucking window, but um, Nick, so you're not, so I know you're aware of Hemphill being out of it, obviously, but I think Penn is hurt too for Drake. I'm hearing Hemphill is going to play back. I'm hearing Hemphill is going to play. What about Penn? I don't know that one, but I know yeah. I saw that Hemp Hill was scheduled to play wow. in, in the Missouri Valley conference. I don't know when, okay. though. I mean the tournament. So, I mean, I, yeah. does that mean what one game if they continue to, win? I don't know. I mean, uh, but I can tell right. you the, the bracket, I think the two seed has the easier bracket. Okay. I don't know. I think Loyola Chicago is head and shoulders, the best team in this conference. And at, at, at minus one fifty five, it's not that crazy of odds. So I think there's some value in Loyola Chicago. I'm going with the Ramblers. They've only lost two conference games all year long, 16 and two in the conference. How about this? Uh, though? They haven't let anyone score by the way, over 58 points since like January 9th. Um, uh, the, the one seed has lost the previous two years. So they're due. The one seed is due. Loyola takes a crown this year. Go chalk on this one, I say. Yeah. So Loyola on Friday plays the winner of Bradley Southern Illinois. So Nick, you're gonna be rooting for Southern Illinois tomorrow. I don't care. Whatever. Where then Drake gets the winner of Northern Iowa and Illinois State, which I think is great because Northern Iowa's AJ Green out for the year. Illinois State uh, been trash all year, and then uh, Missouri State takes on Valpo. Indiana State takes on Evansville. I think the harder slate is the first seed, though. Food for thought. That does make some sense. Yeah. Well, Who you got Patty. You know, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you guys. Give me the Missouri State Bears, uh, leading uh, score and number one and three score in the conference in Isaiah Mosley and Grage Prim. Uh, Prim also leading the conference in uh, rebounding and field goal percentage, as well as being a top five in blocks. He's they have, you got to have guys, right? <laughs> you got to have guys down the stretch. They got a few of them. Now they are Oh, and four in quad one and quad two opportunities. So not a good look there. Most of their work is beating up on scumbags, but they are 90 in Ken Palm, which is just fringe enough. 
for the, them to make some to, noise to get some value because that, Drake and Loyola are getting all the love. Plus, well, that own four and quad one games that is because they lost twice to Drake and twice to Loyola Chicago. But on you know maybe in your favor they did beat Bradley twice and both those games were not even close. They they beat Bradley by twenty two and they beat them by fifteen. So um, the sad part hey, man, is. I mean, is they wouldn't if they were going to play Bradley, it would have to be in the Missouri Valley Championship. Gotcha. But I'm just saying that yeah. you know if Bradley's a good team, they did beat Bradley twice. You know the, the one thing I don't like they they just dropped a game to Evansville. The Purple yeah. Aces, <laughs> not a good look. Evansville getting uh plus six uh, sixty six hundred odds. Um, You're gonna take the Purple Aces now. No. I think I'm good on that. They're not. So I haven't seen Evansville actually play in so long. The last time I remember them, they're still wearing those. Uh, Dude, they upset Kentucky at Kentucky last slash. year. Uh, <laughs> the Evans- long sleeves back in the early the early mid nineties. Yeah, <laughs> Evansville back bring then. That back. back then, most like uh, women's college basketball teams wore those. And I don't know why Evansville thought it was a good idea. We need to find a picture and uh, and post that on Twitter because that was absolutely the hilarious. To cover that. Those Someone's things gonna... were like huge sleeves too. They're like <laughs> they weren't like the little mini ones that they do like on the NBA like uh, alt <laughs> uniforms. Those things are straight down to your elbow. Dude, uh, that would inhibit my like shooting. Like whenever I played men's league or whatever, I would have to have just a Jersey or, you know, sleeveless. Cause I, I, I don't want to you know, inhibit my shooting here. Exactly. Well, that's what I was asking if yesterday, like if Desumu had played and been wearing that face mask, you gotta, you gotta figure that takes off what six or eight points. Yeah. This percentage has got to go down with that fucking thing on his yeah, face. That doesn't right? help you play ball. That's for sure. I've uh, never done that, but that would be annoying as hell. That'd be horrible. It's it all yeah. foggy and just, just horrible. Um, Look like Andy Reed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hop down. So three different teams picked for the Missouri Valley. Let's go to the Patriot League, where this one is a no-brainer for me. I I, I feel that they they keep disrespecting my midshipmen. Yes, I think Colgate's really good. Actually, I think that this team. I call me crazy. I think two teams should come out of this conference and make the NCAA tournament. I think Colgate and Navy would both give. Uh, they're both better than a lot of other teams. I, th- I mean, last time Colgate, last time we had a March Madness tournament, Colgate took a two seed uh, Tennessee to overtime, lost in overtime. I see the reason why Colgate's the favorite, but that much more than Navy. Navy's plus three thirty five. Are you kidding me? I even think Army's solid as a as a dog play, but uh, give me Navy plus three thirty five. There's something about this midshipman team. I think they're going to be a problem in the NCAA tournament too. I'm with you. Little concerned that I think Navy had uh, two starters out last weekend. Yeah. Um, was it contract tracing or something? Yeah, contact tracing. Contact man. tracing. It was uh, okay. So, so, so they should be back then. So, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, at, and especially Colgate at minus two fifteen. There's not a whole lot of value there. So, I think the plays Navy here, dude. Th- this is a, uh, I can't believe how good the Patriot League is this year. Like, cause I I've been impressed with Army when I've watched them, but especially impressed with Colgate and Navy. Like. The, uh, they gotta get both these guys in this tournament here. Come on now, come on now, committee. Winners of 15 straight between the two of them, uh, both playing good ball right now. Um, no, I'm I'm all about the guys. <laughs> Take that uh, quote out of context. <laughs> uh, I don't think there is out of context for that. No, um, look, Loyola, Maryland, right? Oh, you're gonna go Loyola, Maryland. Santi huh? Aldama, 24, 21 points, 10 boards. Two assists. I, I want to say he's leading the conference in uh, 
points, rebounds, and blocks. Well, that what's crazy is in conferences like this, I feel like somewhat often uh, a team will come out of nowhere and, and go to the NCAA tournament. Now, I will say I think this this Patriot League is way the fuck up. I don't remember it being this good with with Colgate Navy and Army playing the way they have been playing this year. But hey, Loyola Maryland, Patty C. Boom, I'm on the board. I say plus four thousand. Navy isn't even the most the best deal in the state of Maryland. Boom. Wow. Plus four thousand. Wow. You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta go big to win big. And, and if you if you hit that, you're probably gonna win this competition. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I didn't I didn't rattle off the odds. My bad. Colgate minus two fifteen, Navy plus three thirty five, Army plus nine seventy five, uh, AU American plus twenty three hundred, uh, Lafayette plus twenty five hundred, Loyola plus four thousand, Bucknell plus seventy five hundred. BU Boston University wore the mask plus 7,500 and Lehigh plus 3,500 Santi Aldama. Remember the name. Right, look, I love the Dalai Lama. All right. Um, <laughs> I already forgot it. Yeah. All right. What's next? The American <laughs> East. This one, Patty. Let's see if Patty C has the balls to take this one, Nick as a Wahoo <laughs> fan plus one seventy five. The favorite is UMBC, the retrievers, but their rivals who always Give them a game, and I feel like this conference tournament. Vermont at minus one thirty-five. Hartford, they're the sitting, favorites. Yeah, like that—that's weird. Why did they? I, I took this from a uh, site, and they had UMBC first. Weird. Um, Hartford plus ten fifty. Shout out to Vin Baker, graduate of Hartford. He's—he's uh, he's a guy who loves his booze. Uh, UMass Lowell, who, that, and and they're plus eleven fifty. And call me crazy, but I—I've I, seen a couple games of UMass Lowell. And I've been somewhat impressed. And now, granted, it was early in the year, so maybe they've just been trashed since. Um, I would tend to think they're better than Hartford, but uh, I guess there's not. I'm splitting hairs here. Give me UMBC. I'm going chalk. Or no, I'm not going chalk. Chalk is Vermont. Give me UMBC to get it done, though. I am going chalk. I'll be on Vermont here at, at only minus one thirty-five. You know, I, I, I in this competition, I'm going to take a handful of chalk and a handful of long shots. And the the chalk I'm taking are ones with don't that that the odds aren't you know like Gonzaga where there's just no value. There's there's value at minus one thirty five. I'm gonna go chalk and go Vermont. Patty C, you got to go with your retrievers, man. I got to go retrievers, baby. Yeah, you, you, once you get in the tournament, those Hickory uh, High School uniforms that they got, they start a five two point guard, bro. Hey. Nick's fading. Nick Nick that's what Nick said. Nick said Vermont. You know they're used to being some burly fuckers. Living in cabins, skiing, right? They're gonna take this five, this five two kid to the wood shop. Right? <laughs> Vermont is exactly. You know what they're used to doing? They're used to eating Ben and Jerry's and going to the coffee shop and <laughs> complaining about life. Okay, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, We're wearing non-prescription glasses. Right, exactly. <laughs> I should I, sh- I should note though the AE, the American East. Uh, I believe uh, they played on on their home court, and I, unless COVID has changed this. They might actually COVID's probably changed this the more I think about it, but traditionally they do play it on the home court of the highest seed. Ah, um, a little, little edge to Vermont there. Well, let's go to the West coast conference that Nick speaks of. Where's Gonzaga Bulldogs are minus six twenty five. Holy shit. Well, the two seed who's uh, projected eight, nine seed at the moment, BYU at plus five fifty. Pepperdine, the three seed at 5,500 St. Mary's at 5,500 as well. Loyola Marymount at 85 plus 8,500 and Pacific at plus 8,500 coached by Damon Stoudemire, uh, San Francisco who beat the Wahoos early in uh, what was that? 
December, I think. They're plus eighty five hundred. The Dons, uh, Santa Clara and Herb Sendek plus fifteen hundred. San Diego plus twenty five hundred. And Portland plus twenty five hundred after Terry Porter quit the team as the head coach. Uh, guys, we're not crazy enough to take Gonzaga here, right? I mean, it could be the difference in uh, getting a bottle of uh, liquor or not. So yeah. do you just take? Give me the waves. I'm going with Pepperdine. They're right up the road wow. here. I actually think they're the most athletic team, not named Gonzaga. So I'm going to go with the waves at plus 5,500 man. BYU. They're all right, but they can, they can, they can lose a game here. I like Mark Pope, but they, they can lose a game here. I've actually thought BYU's playing pretty good down the stretch. I think they're hot here. Um, yeah. I mean, Gonzaga, you know, if I do my math correctly, if you bet a hundred dollars, you're going to win 16 bucks on, on Gonzaga. So that's what I'm saying. The value is just not there. Sure. They're by far and away the best team, but I'm going to roll the dice and go BYU here. Patty C. Mm. Tempting, tempting, tempting. Let me take a look at my odds. Uh, ah, pressure. I don't know. There is pressure. BYU Pepperdine seem like the obvious choices. St. Mary's well, uh, St. Mary's and Pepperdine have the same odds, bro. So it's like, right. You could go gales or you can go with the waves. You want to, you want to like ride Pepperdine, the waves? St. Mary's been a little more on reputation this year. Here's why Pepperdine you should do Pepperdine. Pepperdine took UCLA to three overtimes earlier this year, right? They lose the San Diego state by five. So look, my point of bringing that up, there's is, good value there too. Is there, that means they can kind of play on the right day. They can play with, they beat Cal at Cal by 12. Um, There's great value. Give me Pepperdine. You, you sold me. So I'm saying they beat, they beat San Francisco by eight. Now they did lose to BYU or no, they split with BYU. Oh, I love Pepperdine's value. I can't if wait. Patty C was a chick at a bar. He'd be walking home with Colby right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, thank yeah. God I was born with a dick because uh, <laughs> I would I would have some real bad decisions made in life. Uh, okay, let's bounce around this fucking thing. But before I do, I want to tell you that the college experience is better is is better than no. It's brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sportsbook when it comes to, to a betting patty? See, well then, guess what? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL, and the NBA. So if you want an inside edge uh, for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus they have tons of sportsbook offers for your home state. Head to the app store or Google play store to download BetQL. Bet smarter, not harder. Head to BetQL.com into the promo code SGP 30 for a 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 30 only at BetQL.com. Just realized here, Pepperdine is led by one Colby Ross. That's so right. I if that he's a baller. He's factors a baller. into your uh, decision making process there. Look, Colby College White Mules. You're lucky they're not D1 because they they would do some damage. That was my nickname in college, the White Mule. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is that a burrito? Is that a burrito? Is <laughs> yeah, that, is that, that was a burrito reference. It has nothing yeah. to do with any uh, appendages. Is that is that the name of the burrito you ate? Because I feel meal. like they they probably didn't have a lot of Latin culture in Harrisonburg, Virginia. <laughs> they're just like try our white mule our white mule burrito. <laughs> well, they do have Mennonite culture there, so white mule is probably right up their alley. <laughs> well, white mule sounds like a drink with all the different mules out there now. That's true. That's true. I, and I love a good uh, fucking Moscow. I mean, speaking of vodka, I'm a vodka. I mean, I I drink everything, guys. <laughs> Champagne would be the one that I would say like keep it away from me. I mean, I'll still drink it. Put me on the spot. I'll, I'll, I'll have some champagne with you, but 
I prefer uh I prefer everything else. Um Atlantic Sun. This is a fun conference. We got Liberty, the favorite at minus two fifteen. Balarmine, Balarmine plus three fifty. And you got a shout out to Balarmine because they have recently came up. I think this is is this the first I think it's their second year. Last year they couldn't play in the conference tournament. So this is their first time being eligible to play in the conference tournament. And they're a two seed. Credit to Balarmine. Uh Lipscomb is at plus nine hundred. Patty C's big with that. Yes. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, the Dunk City, plus two thousand. North Alabama. Shout out to Keith Jackson, plus three thousand. North Florida, plus three uh, thirty-three hundred. Stetson, it's like a dental school, I think, plus four thousand. Kennesaw State, plus uh, six thousand. Guys, this is a tough play here, and I think it's time for me to go chalk. I, I know it's not a lot of value. But give me the flames, flame on. I'm going Bellarmine or Bellarmine or the the, the school that I can uh, that I cannot pronounce. Uh, you know they've been right there with Liberty. I think they played them close. You know this year, uh, they were D two champs before they moved up to D one. So they got somewhat of a pedigree there. Maybe they'll be Atlantic Sun champs too. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I love what they're doing. Pretty soon they're going to be in the ACC, Nick. Given another five, <laughs> give it another five years. Um, I don't even know where they're located. Is it uh, Georgia? I want to say, or let me uh, let me uh, quickly try to Google that. I feel like I looked it up uh, when I was previewing the conferences, but Kentucky, Louisville, actually, Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay, that does okay. That does ring a bell now. That uh, that's basketball country right there. Hey, so, yes, sir. No surprise that uh, there are, is Bellarmine, the best team in the state of Kentucky. This year, this year, uh, Western Kentucky. Who's the best team? If you had to do a tournament, of Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky is my my pick. Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, Bellarmine, Louisville, and Kentucky, and I'm probably Morehead State's in there too. That's a good tournament. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun to watch. They should do that every year to start the season. Every Northern state Kentucky is uh, they won too. Uh, they're in the Horizon, right? Yeah, the Norse, the Norse. Yeah, yeah, they won man. by one. They get, they upset your Detroit team. That's right, bastards. Um, so uh, where, where, where are we at here? Who you got, Patty? Yeah. Uh, give me Lipscomb, baby. <laughs> Asan Asadola, fourteen points and eight boards, three and a half assists, fifty-eight percent from the field. Six eight two sixty-five junior out of Atlanta, going to be dominating at the center position for the Bison. There we go. Patty has yet to take a, a, a one seed. He has yet to take a favor. I see his strategy here. He's going to take a bunch of long shots and hope one hits. Well, not a bad strategy. I thank you, sir. Uh, well, let's take it to the big South where Winthrop is minus 400. They've been, they shoot like 500 threes a game and the Radford. Uh, what are the, what is Radford's name again? Highlanders. I think. Yeah. Highlander. Great, great Sean Connery movie. Rest in peace. <laughs> Plus six hundred are the Highlanders. Campbell, the Camels, NC Nick squad plus eight twenty five, and Longwood. Jerome Kersey's alma mater. Nick, I can't believe you. You're not going Longwood, you piece of shit. The way you've been <laughs> repping Longwood the past couple of weeks. All right. Um, I, I, no, I repped Longwood in one game because you and some dude on Slack they were we were all over uh, <laughs> UNC uh, Asheville. Uh, UNC Asheville, who hadn't played a game in over a month. 
No, but you rep Longwood a couple weeks before that too. I saw that you locked them up when I was on the other side. You've been repping Longwood. I don't know if you got you're down there in North <laughs> Carolina. Perhaps it's on some local TV, so you're covering every fucking Longwood game. Longwood's in Virginia. I know, but it's close it's enough. Down in Bumfuck. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> My brother spent some time down yeah. at Longwood. Dude, I get the local Grand Canyon games. I get every Grand Canyon game, and I'm in fucking LA. Figure that out for me. There it is. I don't know, but I'm not taking Longwood here. I'm on the Radford Horse. Yeah, I think well, I mean, obviously Winthrop's the best team here, but at minus four hundred, I don't see a ton of value there. I thought this was a good conference to maybe ride with the dog. Uh, I like Radford here. I'm with you on Radford. They've been hot. They, they you know, obviously losing Carlick Jones, they struggled out the gate, but they've gotten a lot better towards the end of the season. Give me the value in plus six hundred and and the uh, the horrors of Radford. <laughs> you know. Uh, I wonder if uh, down at Longwood, the the marquee attraction is still the uh, Walmart, because I'm pretty sure that's where everyone just went. There, there's you mean like a hot chicken? Like, what are you doing Friday night? How about I take you to Walmart? No, seriously, fuck your brains out. That's how it worked. <laughs> my, my, my brother went there, and uh, that's kind of how it worked. If you're if you're bored, hey, let's fucking hit up Walmart. I'll show Jeez. you the I'll show you the sporting goods section, baby. <laughs> uh, you know who I got, guys. I got the team on the hottest win streak of all of them right now. And I've been riding them with, with them since football season. Give me those fighting cam uh, camels out of Campbell. Gotta love it. Gotta eight, love eight it. in a row going into the tournament here. Eight kind of row. similar to Radford where um, I'm going to forget the guy's name last year. They had, I think they, the leading scorer in the country. Yeah. Yeah. What, What's what his, was name? his name? I, I'm not, I'm not going to come up with it now. You got like 30 points a game last year. Yeah, exactly. Baller. Um, but they were kind of slow at the gates, you know, with him gone. And now they have been playing better of late. Boom. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's switch over to the Ohio Valley conference where Belmont look minus one sixty. Don't you try to take my fucking boys. All right. Don't you take my boys, Nick. All right. Cause Belmont has look, they were 24 and one Patty C and then they lost to Eastern Kentucky. The team that, that, that was the first one to really fuck them up. And then they followed that with a, an overtime loss to Moorhead State. But my Colonels are getting misrepresented in this conference. How are they plus 800 when they're the second best team in the conference record wise? Dude, this conference is crazy because I could see up to six teams winning this. I almost took Jacksonville State because I've been on the, I've been on the, uh, well, the, the Gamecocks yeah. from Jacksonville yeah. State all year long. And at plus, 1350. I was like, Oh, that's tempting. But w- when there's so many options, I went back to the favorite here. Cause they're only at minus minus one sixty. I was like, you know what? That's pretty good value for a favorite. So I went Belmont, but you could talk me into any of those top six Dude, teams potentially even, winning it. Even the seventh team. I know it's 3,300, but Southeast Missouri state's played a lot better over the past two weeks. They've upset some of these teams. They, they, they've taken down I think it was Moorhead State, Murray State, and Austin P. Actually, so. a team I don't like is Murray State that much at, at plus seven fifty. Why much is rather East, take why is Eastern Kentucky plus eight hundred? Yeah. They're the two. I'd seeds. much rather take Eastern Kentucky or Jacksonville State. I'm not as high on Murray State or Austin P. I think your winner is going to be either be Belmont, Moorhead, Eastern Kentucky, or Jacksonville State. Can't wait. I know that this I, I is going to be that's a, half the freaking conference. But we, we hit on this though. You know, I, I always cover the Missouri Valley Conference big on the college experience. I think, and then uh, there's been years where other conferences uh, I've touched on, whether it's the WCC or whatever. But Ohio Valley is really underrated. This is a great, 
a great college basketball conference. Like to watch like this tournament that's going to tip off in the next 72 hours. I can't recommend. I mean, I, I strongly urge you to, to get in there and watch some of this conference. You're going to see some great basketball. Great. Uh, great parody at the top. You guys are right about that. Uh, I mean, up until what a, a week ago, Belmont was running away with it. 24 and one, but losers of two of their last three, both on the road. Um, wh- is this a, uh, a tournament that's played in the home team stadium or with COVID man? I'm not even sure. I think as the more conferences are doing it all in one location because of the COVID effects of like, Hey, having to travel, so they want to limit travel and yeah. everything. Right. Yeah. Depending on where that is, that could factor either in Belmont's favor or not in Belmont's favor. Um, I, that losing two out of the last three concerns me enough. I would have said that's a, a shoe in and I'll, I'll just go chalk, but uh, Morehead State beating them by seven just this, I want to say this past week. Uh, give me the Eagles, baby. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Well, then let's bounce over to, uh, well, first, let me tell you the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting, baby. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page so you don't miss any of our video picks. Uh, if you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new video is posted at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. So you want to go there. So so get make sure you get on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. And once again, that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. All right. Where, where am I here? I got more windows open than a fucking painter. Does that make sense? I think they paint with a lot of windows. Don't they open, open the windows so the paint doesn't like, yeah, get them high? Breathe okay. the fumes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> uh, Atlantic 10, the A10, baby. This is one of my favorite college basketball conferences. I really think this conference, and by the way, good luck picking a winner here, guys, yeah. <laughs> because this is one, this is pissing in the wind. All right. But I St. Joe's, right? <laughs> great value, man, for a team that's red hot. But what about the Bonnies? The one seed is getting disrespected, getting plus 375. I also think Davidson's getting a little disrespected. Plus 850 for Davidson? They're good. Uh, well, this so was is tough. everyone yeah, else. This was tough. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking Richmond because I've been on Richmond all year long, but I can't keep on getting screwed over by the Spiders. So I threw them out the window. I was thinking Davidson two at plus eight fifty. That's pretty juicy. I settled on taking exactly what you mentioned. The one seed, St. Bonnie's at plus three seventy five. And that's if you listen to the Sports Gathering podcast uh, yesterday. I went with St. Bonaventure, but I I uh, my dog. They, I had to pick a dog. There it was all uh, Davidson at eight fifty, is great value. It's really Dayton, great value. Maybe. Any love for date now? They just they just beat St. Bonaventure at St. Bonaventure the other day. Jalen Crutcher. I think that's the last, that's the last team that can win. I think below that, th- throw it out. What, I thought you went to George Mason, dude. I thought you're a Mason guy. <laughs> hey, they beat VCU. <laughs> if you want a really D gen special at plus 10,000, Hey, go with, go with George Mason Patriots, baby. <laughs> there it is. I, I'm not, but, but you do it. <laughs> do, yeah. do what you want with your own money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hate to be boring here, but I'm going to go with you guys. I think the Bonnie's is the play. That's not boring for the value. It's your money. All right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we got all those playing out. I mean, obviously, uh, 
the SoCon, the Sun Belt. I think there's some other conferences too that that are tipping this weekend. Me and Nick will try to uh, address those along with Patty C's uh, picks on on tomorrow night's podcast. But uh, I don't have I don't have uh, odds on that yet. So so don't take it up with me. All right, take it up with Vegas, baby. All right. <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's switch gears here. FCS football, Nick. I know you're at like a fucking barbecue last week, so I don't know how much you got to watch. I'm giving Patty C a hard time here. This past episode, you know, he's he's pulling this TMZ shit, saying, <laughs> "Oh, I can't watch just to watch. I need to know things." And then what, he, he, the irony here, and I, I didn't get an answer from him. I don't know if it was the Evan Williams yesterday, <laughs> but he asked me on the spot about these rivalries. And obviously FCS has some of the, uh, I mean like Harvard, Yale and shit, but they're not playing. They opted out in the spring. But then I thought, let me do some history on this. And are you kidding me? They got a shit ton of rivalries that haven't been affected by money. Unlike Texas, Texas A and M unlike Colorado, Nebraska, Pitt, West Virginia. Uh, I mean, I, there's probably more I'm forgetting dude. This conference, this subdivision, whatever the fuck you want to say, has a shit ton of historic rivalries that go back fucking like a hundred years. There's a ton of them. Fair enough. That said, how many of them have you had the pleasure of watching an actual game? Well, uh, after this weekend, that will be one. <laughs> uh, no, but no, I've I've watched uh, I've watched Grambling Southern before. Sure, I've watched uh, some of these Montana Montana State, North Dakota State, South Dakota State. So, but. Nick, uh, first off, how much did you get to watch on Saturday? Well, I've been a big fan of watching the Friday night game, and I did watch that Southern game. They they blew the cover on. That was me. a touchdown. Uh, that was a touchdown. It, that was a ref was uh, horrible. That was awful. A- so I've been screwed twice now. You know, especially with that first game, that Tarleton game. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Saturday's been tough to squeeze in FCS when college basketball is winding down, but I still went. Uh, me and you both went 15 and nine ATS last week. What is that? About 65% or something. Yeah. So uh, on the season was about 21 and 13 on the season ATS. So well, you, you, uh, you were better than me the first week. I struggled the first week. So damn right. I was, I'm going I'm I'm to be better than you this week too. No, 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 dude. I'm, I'm all <laughs> in buddy. I am all in on this shit. I, I, I love this shit, man. I was telling Patty C that I was like, Call me crazy, but knowing that I have a playoff and and I still am going to cover the FBS, still going to break down all 130 teams. But I care more. I like I I like the style of dude. Part, the one of the best things was the refs were just letting everything go. I I can't emphasize that enough. Quarterbacks were getting hit after the play, or not even after the play. It wasn't like 10 seconds after the play. It was like a, a normal football play happening, and no no 15 yard penalty, none of that nonsense. It was great. And then to see it in some cold weather, the VMI game, I'm telling you, all these games were fucking great. I, I Saturday specifically Friday was a good game. Sunday was kind of boring. I'll be honest there. Uh, but Saturday I thought, I thought, man, there, there's nothing. This is better than this is the best sports day college football wise that I've had in a long time. Fair enough. I, I think you started off that, that statement by call me crazy. Uh, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the FC at the FBS, how shitty was it last year? That was a shitty season last year. I they, I love watching college football. I mean, you know, like I have thoroughly enjoyed these FCS games. I hope they continue in the spring. I guess that's not going to happen, so it doesn't matter. Um but I will especially tune in more once college basketball is done. It's a little tough given, you know, 
Well, we got to work life and kids and a wife and, and, and I can't sit in front of the TV for 10 hours. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, yeah, I, want, you, can. Me, I want you, to, you ever heard of duct but, tape? <laughs> uh, but I could, you know what the great thing and uh, college basketball games are two hours long. It's beautiful. No college football. Baseball gets all this crap for being too long. A college football game lasts like three and a half to four hours. It's not, ridiculous. Not well. That's one of the things that I've heard people say that was great about the FCS, but the lack of penalties is the games yeah. are done a lot faster. Well, they need to keep a running clock, especially like in the first half. That like you know stop the clock for every first down. That's BS. You know, this is going back to regular FBS football. But if you watch a game that starts at eight thirty, it's not getting done until like one. Why Eastern is that? Why does that, that? Why the fuck does that? I mean, I guess with you with your kids, and it, stuff, does, to me, it doesn't Dude, matter at I, all. I can squeeze in two college basketball games in a window of one football game, Buddy. and when I'm limited on time. I want to see more. Well, we're that's gonna, why college basketball is beautiful. Two hour chunks. Boom, gonna, boom, boom. <laughs> we're going to get you this Apple TV thing where you can put you, this split screen. I got it on currently. I'm watching UCLA, Oregon. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. And and then you can sit back and it doesn't matter if one ends because the other one's on and it's just a great cycle of sports. So that really what's happening is you're, you're just not technology, technology advanced. So um, anyway, with the, with, with this guy's, we have a great slate. We have football on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And when I say football, we have a top 10 matchup on Thursday and Friday. And we have, we have a top 25 matchup on uh so yeah, three, I'm sorry, not top 10, three top 25 matchups going on on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, currently the big one here, South Dakota, the coyotes who just knocked off Illinois state, who was top 10 in their house. They traveled to Grand Forks, North Dakota. North Dakota had just previously knocked off Southern Illinois, who just beat North Dakota State. North Dakota jumps from number 14 to number four and receives two first place votes in the FCS poll. And South Dakota at currently at 21. So you got uh South or uh, so four against 21 here on the road. I'm seeing at minus six and a half currently in the Missouri Valley. This isn't this great to get one Thursday night game, one Friday night game with, with, you know, significance here. Um, I I'm all over, I'm all over the fighting Hawks here. I think they're going to continue. If you saw that, I, I watched all of that South Dakota game. They forced seven turnovers on Illinois state, right? That's not going to happen again because South Dakota, the coyotes, they, their offense struggled a little bit, but I will say last week, going back to last week, when I went on that hike, and I saw a coyote and I saw a snake. <laughs> they, I went three and O on my, on my spiritual path. All right. <laughs> I went three and O on the coyotes, boy, uh, the Chattanooga mocks. And uh, who the fuck was the other one? I don't, I don't remember the other one, but uh, I went three and O um, I, I'm on North Dakota guys. I, and I, this, this kid at quarterback for North Dakota is a stud, uh, but obviously South Dakota's defense looked pretty fucking good at Illinois state last week. So, so perhaps, but if this is in a dome, weather's not going to be a factor Thursday night, this is a 6 PM kick for you on the East coast, Nick 3 PM over here on the West. Can't wait to watch this one. What are you guys doing? Uh, North Dakota state or North Dakota. Are these both the uh, flagship schools of these respective states? Or is that, is it like an Ohio state kind of situation where the North Dakota state and South Dakota state are the flagships? That's a good question. That is a very good question. I know North Dakota, North Dakota state though, have been playing each other since 1894. I don't know about, uh, 
about them playing South Dakota every I mean, season. If, if you're but, if you're sharing a, a border, a name with a, a border state, whether it be Virginia, West Virginia, Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, North Dakota, South Dakota, you should have beef over that name. You know, you should be trying to prove you're the better Dakota here. So I feel like North Dakota has probably had the better end of that for a while now on the back of North Dakota state. And North Dakota comes in and takes over as the new number one in the Dakotas. Uh, that said, seven points is a little much. Give me South Dakota to cover that. I don't see how you can fade half, North Dakota right now. Yeah, there's something magical about this team. Uh, now you said six and a half, which that's I got I got a bet in at six and a half. I am seeing it up to seven in some places now. Well, no, I don't it's, know it opened. I saw it open at seven. I am looking at the website I am on right now, which is where the fuck is it? Which window is this? Actually, I'm using tally site six and a half. Okay. William Hill says seven, but yeah, I mean, okay. obviously, you know, it can fluctuate some, um, I mean, North Dakota, how can you go against a fighting talks team fighting Hawks team at home right now? 44, 21 over SIU, you know, the team that just beat North Dakota state and then 28, 17 over South Dakota state. I mean, you mentioned the quarterback, Tommy Schuster, the the uh the duo of running backs Otis Wea and Luke Skakna come on love the Luke Skaknaka <laughs> <laughs> over 400 rushing yards in, in the last two games and the defense has caused t- caused eight turnovers in the first two games meanwhile South Dakota yeah I mean they beat Illinois State on the road we mentioned Illinois State lost James Robinson they lost their quarterback from from 2019 so it's a rebuilding program there. So I'm all over the fighting Hawks here. You know what? Change your pick. <laughs> yeah. Do it. I, I just got sold. Yeah. Uh, Patty oh, C, if you were a chick at a bar, you'd be I'd walking be home, home with, with me right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank God. Once again. Um, now I will say this. You got to figure that North Dakota, the fans of the fighting Hawks are probably hyped that they're, I, I, I wonder when the last time they were ranked ahead of uh, North Dakota state oh, was it's probably fucking when they were in the FBS or I'm sorry, division two. Right. Um, so I'm sure they're, they're hyped and they're going to keep that momentum going. All right. Uh, by the way, I, I do want to, I know we're talking this and I want to get to Friday's game, but did you guys see Stanford is playing 12, all 12 of their games or are power against five. power five opponents. Wow. No That's joke. Suicidal. <laughs> the last team that do that, that did this was USC in 2011. Right. And th- those are the only two teams that have done this in the two thousands. Wow. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That's aggressive. What, what are the, what are you saying? Your ceiling is as a program for Stanford. Like you're basically just playing to, for the Rose bowl based on the automatic bid from the, uh, you're not winning gonna, the pack I mean, 12. You're dude. not in the playoff. I want to know how the head coach feels about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's funny. I, I watched a, uh, Yogi Roth on the PAC 12 network. He had the Colorado head coach, uh, Carl Durrell on, and he was cause Colorado plays 11 of 12 games against power five. And he was saying, uh, he, he coached in the sec at Vanderbilt with James Franklin. Yeah. And he was saying that, uh, you know, over there, you only get eight, eight games. And he goes, and I even think there was a year where we did seven, right? And he, he goes, but this is what we want. He goes, yes, they have, they have the, uh, you know, the national championship, but we, we, this is a harder grind He goes, this is weekend week out. And this is what we want. When you come to Colorado, we want every week to be a test hey. food for thought to each there. I own. don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking that, uh, 
they need to re they need to recoup a bunch of money they lost in 2020 due probably. to COVID. Probably. Well, that's but but that schedule's been out for a while, man. They, like they've yeah they're Stanford getting a and M. No, I mean I mean I, I I the the conference schedule just came out. Stanford we I, we knew they were going to play Notre Dame and Kansas State. I think Vanderbilt was the game they added. Okay. But so that when you add the Either nine way, game conference schedule, they uh, have 12. Yeah. The, the, the other, the other year they did this and their one, they, they had 11 power fives and the one non-power five was at UCF. So it was like, they, in a way, I guess they've done this before. Yeah. If you consider UCF a power five. Well, I'll, I'll say this. If they ever can uh, get a team to run the table and win the uh, playoff, then if it comes down to like a, a comparison of resumes, in the future, and the, and they have as much clout as the SEC, they'll have the advantage based on their scheduling. There, well, there's no way that they're going to go undefeated. No, they won't. Even with Vanderbilt, people were talking shit on Twitter. They're like, "Well, they added Vanderbilt." I'm like, "Well, yeah, but every SEC team gets Vanderbilt." You know what I mean? If you're going to credit the SEC schedule when they're playing Vanderbilt, why shouldn't Stanford be credited? They, and it was, I think it's at Vanderbilt too, so it's cross country. Right. Um, anyway, let's get to Friday night. Another top twenty-five matchup. Let me see if I can break you down with these rankings here. Uh, number thirteen at number fourteen. This is a great conference. Uh, CAA or a great game. CAA football here. We got uh, man. I got so many fucking windows open. Um, Albany, the Great Danes at New Hampshire. I am seeing this line at New Hampshire. Well. This line moved. Yeah, a lot of movement. This line That's moved a lot. Earlier today, I saw Albany minus two, and now I, I just I'm saw seeing a pick, it as a pick. I'm seeing it as a pick right now. Kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, look, you go back, and and, and obviously, uh, you know, these teams haven't played this so far this season. So perhaps they know some. Maybe there's some. Co- maybe there's some opt outs. Maybe there's some COVID. You go back and look at the CAA from a season ago. Uh, Albany finished at number 18. They were nine and five. New Hampshire finished at six and five, but they've been a great program for, for a long time now. Um, I'm going to say, why, why wouldn't I just take the home team here? Uh, give me, give me the wildcats. Give me New Hampshire. Currently uh, sitting at number 13 and 14, respectively, Yeah, Albany and New Hampshire. So yet another top 25 matchup here. A little local uh, flavor, uh, upstate New York versus New Hampshire. But that Great Danes logo is so nice. That's a I'm going Albany. Let me tell you yeah. about Jeff Undercuffler, the QB. <laughs> Love that. As name. a true freshman, 3,500 yards, 41 touchdowns to just 10 interceptions, yeah. and now he's had like a year plus to learn the offense. You know. Meanwhile, and hey, how about the Albany? Uh, running back Carl Mofor, who ran for over 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. As far as I know, both those guys are coming back. Uh, while New Hampshire also brings their uh, qu- uh, quarterback Box Bra- Max Brosmer back. I mean, he had 10 touchdowns compared to 11 interceptions. I don't know why Albany. Uh, I don't know why the line movement is going in New Hampshire's favor. But I'm going with Jeff Undercuffler and the Black Bears. Now hold on, what's Albany? No. The Great Danes, the Great Danes, the Great Danes. I'm yeah. sorry, the the Black Bears are Maine. I'm going Albany here. Pick them, lay in two, whatever. No, I think I'm going Albany. I was swayed, believe it or not, by the uh, by the logo, and and like you said, undercut for 41 touchdowns a season ago. What am I doing? Great Danes, buddy. Great Danes for Look, life. Wildcat Stadium is going to be rocking on a Friday night. 
Uh, give me New Hampshire. There's not going to be anybody in that stadium. This is New Hampshire you're talking about. Let me ask you this. I'm assuming they're pretty liberal and they're not going to have like an open gate. You know, here you know, people come in here and watch a game. Maybe the birds are chirping. <laughs> I feel like New Hampshire is where the uh, the lumberjack types are, and Vermont's where the coffee drinkers are. I would like that. That that's one thing I'm curious about. Obviously, we're getting that with the Dakota and the Montana element, uh, even though Montana's not playing as much that section of the country, but we're also going to get a, a good look at new England football that we don't normally get. And so I want to get to know these teams and look, I think no Ham- New Hampshire is a manlier state than Vermont. I said it. I know yeah. Albany's not in Vermont, but so that really doesn't factor for this game. But I think new Hampshire is the toughest state in that section of the country. And they're going to kick everyone's really? ass. Um, what about Rhode Island? Rhode well, Island is pretty ghetto. You're yeah, right. But that's like Rhode New York city ish to me. That's like not up in the huh. more boss more Boston. Yeah. Um, I am curious Boston. guys. I, I, this is sidetrack. I know we got to get the Saturday slate and Sunday slate, but uh, got a lot of games to go through here. I, I know, <laughs> uh, but Georgetown football, they opted out on this season, but I've been really following them getting into, cause after my, my love from the FCS, the past couple of weeks, I, I I'm really going to start a movement here to get Georgetown football to have some more funding. We're gonna start to go fund me. Yeah, since George Mason won't do it, well, let's yeah. do it with Georgetown. Georgetown, dude, dude, they have had some some good seasons back in like 2012, and also in dude in 19 like the late 1990s. I I don't know how that I was living there and didn't know that they were going like nine and two every year. Not a good PR department. Got to get the Hoyas. Look, they play in the FCS. Oh yeah, because because Georgetown needs money from right. You That's know, what I was average say. Joes. <laughs> I'm not giving you a dime, right. buddy. What <laughs> are you talking you pay about? Pay me, and I'll be your fan. <laughs> Look, we they don't invest in their football program, so we're going to change that. That's right? their fault. They're I'm not going to invest in it. Oh come on! Look, football is coming back. Football buddy. is a smear on, yeah. on the image of their university. They they reluctantly have football, probably because they're required to they as a, a member the of the conference. First ever game at Soldier Field. There was a. So don't ever say that's a smear. <laughs> Don't ever say that's a smear on their program. Fair enough. Um, okay. Uh, where, where are we else are we at here? We got a bunch of, a bunch of games kicking off Saturday. Okay. First off, I got to talk about my, 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 my blue hens, Maine at Delaware CIA action, Delaware laying two and a half points in Newark, Delaware guys. These are my two favorite. Look, I was, I had to pick a team for, for Sean and Ryan's podcast and they didn't have odds on Maine. So I had to choose Delaware. We knew Maine was my fucking team. The black bears shout out to Mike Buck, former new Orleans saint quarterback. Um, I'm at a crossroads here, man. I'm going to go Delaware. Cause they're at home. Give me Delaware minus the two and a half points, but Maine's got my heart. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I hate to fade Maine's quarterback, Joey Fagnano. Oh yeah. How did I forget that? <laughs> How did I forget my guy, Joey Fagnano? Dude. The FCS quarterbacks. We need Stone to have Bonowitz, <laughs> Eric Schmidt, uh, Holy Cross is one. Dejan Hart. Like the, they, the, dude, the dude I just gave you, uh, undercuffler. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the dude? Uh, gosh, on North Dakota State. Uh, Zed Nolan. Zed Nolan. Zed Nolan. Uh, th- I, there's a few other ones that I like a lot. I'm just trying. I'm just drawing a blank right now. There's like. Uh, uh, undercuffler's pretty much. Like, I want to say the Citadel's quarterback. Or no, maybe not the Citadel. I, I I don't remember. Anyway, there was another one, uh, Sisson, Hamp Sisson of Furman. That's a great name. That is a very quarterback name. Uh, well, anyway, Fagnano. I mean, he had 17 <laughs> touchdowns compared to just three interceptions last year. But I agree 
I can't fake Fagnano. I don't know now. Now I now I'm all confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look. Let let me sway you on Delaware. Look, first, Joe Biden wins. Second, <laughs> Delaware State beats Howard in the cover for me last week. This is a year of the state of Delaware. Give me the blue hens. I'm with you. I'm going to fade Fagnano this week, but next week, if there's one thing I know about Joey Fagnano. He's spending a lot of time down in Rehoboth. Patty, see what are you doing here? Um, give me the black bears. Fuck you, pussies. Oh gosh, man, going with the black bears. Okay, let's keep things going. Uh, this is Dion, Neon Dion Sanders in Grambling, Louisiana. Jackson State at Grambling. Jackson State couldn't play last week. They still don't have running water in the state of Jackson or in the city of Jackson that I saw on Twitter. I don't know how true that is, but I saw someone posting that. Jeez, the um, whole city. I, everything froze, I think. So they were having to like uh, pipes burst. And yeah, shit. I guess. I guess that was a thing. But I'm uh, guessing it's a a poor city, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway, Pretty they're sure. in Grambling, Louisiana, and they're catching ten. I'm actually I'm seeing line movement here. I'm seeing eleven now. Uh, Nine and a half earlier today. I saw up to Jesus. 11 too. Give me the 11, man. Yeah. Give me, give me neon Dion Sanders to get this thing done, man. Yeah, buddy. You going Grambling? You going Doug Williams? Oh, it's a tough question. Um, a- Eddie Robinson. Look, I, it's tough. We don't know anything about Dion because they played a, a fucking high school JV. <laughs> Edward waters fire their coach after the game. <laughs> oh my God. One game. Come on. Give the guy reach <laughs> playing against a bunch of four stars. Uh, I'll say the grambling beat them 44, 21 into in 2019, but I'm going to fade the team that is yet to play. That's why, that's why I personally went Jackson state. I'm going prime baby. Yeah. I, I think we have to go Jackson state. They're bringing in this much recruiting talent. You got to go. You know, this is a Walter Payton went there. I Jackie think, Slater. Uh, who, who opted out of the, uh, no, I think Southern, uh, Alcorn state opted out all Alcorn yeah. state opted out. So I think that's their traditional end of the season rivalry and, and Alcorn state, one of the, uh, contenders for the SWAC uh, most seasons. In fact, I think they've won it the last two years. Um, so Grambling, uh, and Southern are Jackson state's two biggest, uh, competitors for the, um, division or for the conference, I think at this point. So this is a huge game at Grambling. I believe Jackson state is hosting Southern later in the season. So this may be Dion's biggest test to getting it done in year number one. And here it is almost right out of the gates that he has to do it. I don't think they're quite ready for it, but give me Jackson state to cover, but give me the Tigers of Grambling to get the win. Wow. Okay. So we're still on the same page though. Yeah. All right, moving down the line, we got we got one. And uh, if there was a game that was boring on Saturday last week, it was Northern Iowa at Youngstown State. Uh, it was six nothing at halftime, though. I liked the score. Uh, it was just a boring game. Northern Iowa won twenty one nothing. The only highlight was Tim Johnson, former NFL player Tim Johnson, uh, assistant coach of Youngstown State, when a player was running out of bounds, gave him a shoulder, <laughs> gave him a shoulder, and knocked him to the ground. I thought it was great for the sport. And uh, he's suspended for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, talk about maniacs. Talk the about whole stupid. fucking season. I've seen refs throw a fucking uppercut yeah, the whole into a guy's season? face. How about one game? Yeah, didn't even move out of his yeah. way. He just stood his own ground. And fucking the guy got ridiculous, fucking man. I, I, I'm, I'm a part of all these groups. I see people's calling for him to not to, calling for his job. Shut the fuck. How up. many douchebags are there on Twitter? Uh, How many complete like I can't say the word, but yeah. <laughs> 
Twitter idiots. is yeah, idiots. idiots is tough. To, you can't say retards and, and you can't say retards anymore, dude. <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, whoa, whoa, it's yeah, not a down. nice word. <laughs> uh, we have to, I think we have to educate Colby a little on that one. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, I'm not talking <laughs> about mentally What's challenged people. Uh, uh, there's something about Mary. <laughs> it's like, I just love those retards. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, um, anyway, the Salukis travel to the penguins in Youngstown and they're laying seven. Saluki's coming off the biggest win perhaps in their school history with that uh, North Dakota state win. I'm going to say, take the Saluki's minus the seven. This might be a Dundee lock because Youngstown state's offense was complete dog shit last week. And I don't think the penguins are going to be able to change that fast. Mm. Patty C Nick Saluki's Saluki's all the way. Penguins are up shit Creek without a paddle right now. I'm shocked. This line's so small here. I mean, what has Youngstown State done to prove anything? Yeah, uh, you know that quarterback to uh, receiver combo for Southern Illinois, um, Nick Baker. You know, one Nick to another Nick, but this guy doesn't spell it with a K. It's just N I C. I'm not sure how I feel about Nick without the K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I Very I got past that though. But Baker to Avante Cooks. I mean, uh, Cox. Cox had seven for one hundred and seven in the first game, seven for one thirty-eight in the second game. Uh, How can you go Youngstown State here? How can you go Penguins? I mean, I don't think either Mark Wade or Joey Craycraft is the answer at QB. I don't know who who else they have on their roster here. For a second, I thought Wade looked the right against North Dakota State, but after watching Northern Iowa play, and I know Northern Iowa is good on defense, but I. I'm, I I fade fade Youngstown. I like how much confidence I like how much confidence you talk about these players with. <laughs> like you've done like deep analysis. I've on. watched every FC a bit of F, every F, FCS game so far this season. But are you ready to uh, call off Joey Craycraft as a potential answer for the <laughs> Patty C? Fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We are straight pros yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, come on. As a guy who ate fucking burritos on the sideline, <laughs> or were you? How much of a, were you a part of that football team? I, th- you know, that was that was an interesting experience. Uh, <laughs> I really coming out of the spring because I didn't play freshman year. I didn't even know. Uh, I didn't even get into JMU except off the wait list. Like they gave me one day. I was. It was like Rudy. Make- you were checking the lineup every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. They're patting you on the shoulder. It was more like Latimer. I'm fucking <laughs> starting defense, and I smashed my head through a window when I realized I got into JMU. But anyway, I go and I come in in the spring and I fucking kick ass. I actually kind of dominate in the spring. And then in the, uh, but apparently one of the coaches were like, they said they were taking bets on whether I'd come back in the fall. They're like, nah, he's not coming back. Came back in the fall. Boom. And there was like a, a kid who had played uh, quarterback at Hampton and they put him at defensive back. He, like, he was like a lazy ass kid. He didn't like, uh, like practice. He was quote, quote, injured for the whole, whole fall. And then uh, like when it came game time, he came back like two days before the first game and they put him in on uh like running down on special teams. And I was like, fuck this man. Like yeah. I just said, that's how, when I started. How, how was burritos. that kid's burrito? His, his burrito game was terrible. Look, I like the kid. He was a nice guy, but it was, it, it just became clear to me at that point. It's like, yo, they're building a pipeline to Hampton roads. Like you're okay. not part of the fucking like picture yeah. here, but you, you, you know, I stuck it out. You're part, you're part of the cafeteria. Yeah. I'm part of the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Look, Speaking of CAA and JMU football, we got Villanova at Stony Brook, the Seawolves hosting the Wildcats. Villanova, you might know what a few of their Howie Long, Brian Westbrook, just a lot of uh, a lot of royalty there. 
in uh, in wherever the fuck Villanova is. It's uh, it's not it's outside of Philadelphia. Anyway, Villanova uh, minus nine. I'm taking the Seawolves. They played last year, and I want to say the Seawolves won by one. Why would I? Why would I fade the the Seawolves when the, the last year was at Nova? This year it's home. They won by one a season ago. Give me the Seawolves to cover this nine. Well, line movement is in your favor. It was eleven earlier today. I jumped on plus eleven. Now Nova does have Daniel Smith, the quarterback, senior quarterback, threw for over th- uh, three thousand two hundred yards, thirty-five touchdowns, while also rushing for four hundred and fifty yards and twelve touchdowns. He's from Leesburg, Virginia. Oh Ooh. shit! Uh, uh, I, he's from Tuscarora High School, which I had never heard of. Me well, neither. You know, Ashburn, it's shit's popping yeah. up all over. Shit's there. popping up all over there. But yeah. I, I will say, apparently, this school opened up after we moved out. They opened up in 2010, and uh, it's the students consist of Leesburg and Luckett's. Huh? Oh, that's out in Bumfuck. Luckett's well, is that little town off 15, like almost when you get to Maryland. So I, that's I, out I got there. no memory on Luckett's, but I will tell you this: is that uh, you know Villanova did beat Temple at Temple a couple of years ago. I think this quarterback might've been the quarterback of that team. Uh, so I'm still going to ride with the Seawolves, but I, I see an angle here where the, you know, Villanova has been a good program for a long time, but also his main target, 1000 yard receiver, Changa Hodge. We're <laughs> just having well, fun with it. At this what point. about Jenga? <laughs> Changa Hodge transferred to Virginia tech where in the fall, he went from being one of the best receivers in FCS Averaging in tech last year, he caught three passes. Hey, uh, COVID. He, he COVID. This- that whole team. <laughs> that whole team got depleted by COVID. I don't. I don't blame a guy for uh, you yeah. know kicking the tires at the uh, FBS level. And he, he'll, course, he'll be back but- in the fall. He'll be back in the yeah. fall. Extra year of eligibility. That's right, dude. I'm all over Stony Brook. Tyquell Fields, a quarterback, uh, threw for over 300 yards against Nova in 2019. And that same game running back who also returns Tyson Lawton ran for 120 and touchdown. I think it's too many points. I love Ty Lawson. What is the spread here? Ty, uh, Not, I think it's nine and a half yeah, right Nova's now. Nova's favored by nine, nine and a half. And so uh, Nova is ranked number five in the country right now. Granted, they haven't played yet. Uh, and Stony Brook is unranked and not receiving any votes. And you're only, and the spread's only nine and a half. Give me Villa. No fun. Stony Brook beat him last year. You know what? That's a good point. You better start thinking but about. You, they you only better went, start thinking they only about went yours. Five and seven. Yeah, uh, so even only went five and seven, but they did jump up bone. and nabbed Nova there. All right, well, let's uh, switch over. Patty C's going to go with Villanova. Let's switch over and get Chattanooga fresh off my moccasins at the Citadel. I think they're catching a decent number. The Citadel late, late, tr- truly laid an egg against. Uh, was it Samford? Uh, we got uh, the Citadel. What's this line at now? I'm my Chattanooga minus six and a half. Give me the mocks all day. This is one of the better teams in FCS. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the playoffs causing some havoc. Give me the mocks to get it done. Nick. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm with you again. I mean, uh, the moccasins have uh, Myrtle Beach's own quarterback, Drayton Arnold, you know, watch out for that connection with him and wide receiver, Reginald Henderson, who caught seven balls for 102 yards last week. Aleem and Ford, really Aleem Ford, their running backs, a stud. There you go. And really the him. defense defense limited Wofford to less than 200 total yards and forced a couple turnovers. I like that turnover trend to continue and Chattanooga wins by uh, more than a touchdown. You know, I appreciate you 
going through the stats and saying the names because that's how I really have to like come to know these guys. No, no, no. You watch the games. Well, that too. But <laughs> what, uh, for me, watching the games is like it's the same thing with basketball. Like if I don't know what I'm watching and why this specific game is memorable in any way outside of like, okay, I like watching the sport of football. Then it's, I've watched it. And then like five minutes later, I don't know anything that I just fucking watched. It's in one ear out the other. But like, if there's some context to like, you know, build around it, then I make. And so look, when, if there's a guy named stone Lebanowitz, that's when I'm building my college football, my FCS knowledge around. Uh, he is the centerpiece of fucking FCS football for me right now. So. Well, unfortunately, he got benched. No, uh, he didn't. He he was not the magician at, at the helm uh, when they upset North Dakota State. Well, he is five ten, yeah. and that's generous. He like, played the game before, but he did not play in in that game for the Salukis. Son of a. Gun. Um, unless he held the fucking ball on the extra points, perhaps. <laughs> William and Mary at Richmond. Patty C said, there's no rivalry here. There's no rivalry going on. Well, I got news for you, pal. Mm. This, this game goes way the fuck back. They've been playing since 1898. You crazy bastard. All right. This is called the capital cup. All right. The oldest rivalry in the South buddy. Is that right? Yes. The oldest football rivalry in the South. I thought that was Virginia and North Carolina. I'm only telling you what Wikipedia is telling me. Maybe it's the old, yeah, because the, the the both of those uh, pretentious schools would uh, not include FCS competition as part of their uh, yeah record there. Um, Richmond minus three and a half. There's no rivalries. And this is uh, this is why you get involved. This is what you got to tune into. Paint your fucking face blue. All right, <laughs> put a spider on your face. We gotta get we gotta get through this shit. Richmond well, minus three and a half. Fuck Richmond. My mom went to William and Mary. My dad went to William and Mary. My brother went to William really? and Mary. My aunts and uncles all went to Darren me. Sharper. Darren he was, Sharper. He was, a, he was a great guy, right? Oh yeah, he was a top <laughs> top notch human being. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm I'm tribe all the way. In fact, I'm Indians all the way. That's how William and Mary I am. I'm Indians all the way. Okay, I'm um, I'm actually going to disagree with you. Even though Mike London, you should fade Mike London because he destroyed your UVA program. He's the head coach of William and Mary. I'm on the Spiders minus the three and a half in Richmond. Nick, what are you doing? I agree with Patty. Give me William and Mary. They won an, o- an overtime in 2019. While I like Spider QB Joey Mancuso, he did throw two <laughs> picks in that game. Well, Mancuso has been studying that film all offseason, you crazy bastard. Meanwhile, the tribe brings back dual threat QB Hollis Mathis, who is a true freshman. I think he has a higher ceiling than Mancuso. I expect him to take a nice second year leap here. I'm going to go with the points. Nonsense. Nonsense. Can't wait to prove you bozos wrong. <laughs> All right. Hopping down. We got uh, the Northern Arizona lumberjacks traveling to Cheney, Washington to take on Eastern Washington, Eric Bier. This was a wild game that both of these teams played a, uh, a week ago. Northern Arizona beat Southern Utah on the final play of the game. Uh, they were down by five, I believe. And they threw a, uh, they were at the three yard line. The little, uh, how do I describe this uh, rollout left where the, the tight end was blocking for half a second. Then he, then he veered off and they threw it to him for the game winning touchdown in Flagstaff. Great fucking game. Then Eastern Washington who went to, there was 21, 21 in Moscow, Idaho. They kick a field goal that hits the scoreboard. It goes through the net, hits the scoreboard, but because the ref was putting his mask on, he didn't look, I saw that he didn't look up. And he thought it was the upright. 
because it was in a dumbass dome where football should never be played. It bounced off the, the scoreboard in the wall and came back and he just said, no, wait. And they didn't, did they fix it? No, they review it, but there was not a good enough. The kick was so high, not conclusive, but it's definitely good. <laughs> right. Anyway, though, it was uh, irrelevant, COVID it, casualty, but it was irrelevant because Northern Arizona then it, so Eastern Washington would have had a three point lead, but Northern Arizona then looking like uh, they're going to lose this game on like a third and 10 from the 40 throws like a 50 yard t- or 40 yard touchdown bomb to win the game with like 30 seconds left or not Northern Arizona, Idaho. Uh, so both these teams, uh, Northern Arizona wins on the final second, final play of the game. Eastern Washington loses on the final play of the game. Uh, Eastern Washington laying 14 and a half in Cheney, Washington. I'm on the lumberjacks with that hook. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. I'm going Northern Arizona too, with a 14 and a half, but something, I don't know. I think Eastern Washington might just wake up. They might be pissed off over last week. They might just roll over the, the lumberjacks. Uh, I don't like this game. I, I guess I'm going Northern Arizona right now, but I could definitely see a script where Eastern Washington just blows them out. But 14 and a half is a little too tempting right now. I agree with you guys completely. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, I hate to say that cause I fucking hate you both, but uh, the lumberjackers, lumberjackers, <laughs> 14 and a half. The hook is what makes it. I mean, Eastern Washington's in their own one. still ranked number 22, obviously based on their history. Does the red turf give them an advantage? I think so. Okay. Dude, I, they're going to go out. They're going to jack that lumber. It's going to be all over. <laughs> all right. Jack my lumber Let, constantly. Let's head to Elon, North Carolina, where James Madison, look, my Robert Morris team from Pittsburgh, they easily covered that thing. They were winning at halftime. Got that dub from a, from a covering point of view. Jam, you did get the win. They're number one in the nation laying 21 and a half at Elon. I'm taking the points, but I don't like it. <laughs> Don't like this play. Elon uh, was very fortunate to win uh, out the gate. So uh, haven't been impressed. By, haven't been too impressed by Elon. Uh, Gardner Webb took care of them last week. I guess give me twenty one and a half. Elon just lost to Gardner Webb by twenty two, and they were up fourteen nothing. And now, granted, JMU was very sluggish last week, but they did score the last twenty seven points of the game. They shut out Robert Morris in the second half. I think the first half was the wake up call that James Madison needed. I think they roll big time here. I will lay the 21 and a half. Wow. I'm riding with NC Nick. Wow. Hell yeah. Big Dick energy, baby. These Dukes don't know anything. Nick's wearing a Duke shirt. You're a fucking JMU Duke. Um, let's uh, Cody Ordron and, and McNeese, the Cowboys tra- travel to Hammond, Louisiana to take on Southeast Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana coming off a tough loft. That was, that was a crazy game at Sam Houston state. That was the most offense I've seen on the FCS level uh, all season so far this year. Um, both teams were ranked same uh, Southeast Louisiana, Sam Houston state, Sam Houston state stopped them late as Southeast Louisiana was driving to get the win. <laughs> Uh, but Southeast Louisiana did me a solid. They covered that, that six point spread and uh, McNeese in the meantime, just got destroyed by incarnate word. Um, I, I'm going to take Southeast Louisiana minus the nine and a half uh, Cody Ordron, whatever the McNeese, they got lucky to even be, to have a win with that Tarleton state crazy game. Southeast Louisiana has got a money quarterback. 
and uh, and and the, just a kind of a money offense. So I, I like the Lions, man. Give, give me uh, give me Southeast Louisiana to get it done. And Cole Kelly, that quarterback, six foot seven, and he threw for four hundred sixty-two yards and four touchdowns last week. So I agree. I'm on Southeastern Louisiana as well. It's obvious that Cody Orgeron is a one-man team. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana won 38, 34 in 2019. And I think they win by double digits as go around Patty a lot C? of sleep on the old Cowboys of McNeese. Are we a lot of sleep? Are we forgetting that they did come back and beat a Tarleton team that uh, has proven since to be pretty decent. Now what, what's the spread on this? Sorry. I didn't catch that nine, nine and a half, nine and a half. Uh, uh, who's favored? Sorry, uh, that's not clear at this point. I don't have this. Southeast Louisiana. Southeast is, Louisiana. Is favorite. Is favorite? No, give me fucking McNeese. Fuck Strawberry Stadium. All right, that's where that's a little fruitcake <laughs> stadium. All right, I don't know where Hammond, Louisiana is, and and no offense to the fine people of Hammond, but I'm I'm guessing it's not uh, a booming metropolis. And his name is Reggie Hammond. All right, now now uh, uh, let's bounce on over VMI. With a huge upset at home against ranked Furman, one and zero, the 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 Kidets traveled to Western Carolina to take on the Catamounts. I understand VMI is a defensive team. I understand they run heavy. West, Western Carolina's offense is dog shit. Give me the the Kidets to get it done minus the points. Nick, I think this line's moving down too. I saw that nine earlier today. Yep. Was that now? I'm seeing it at eight. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree though. VMI, the catamounts are awful. They've lo- the, the, the catamounts have lost by 28 or more points in six straight games. That's why that explains why they're on Oklahoma's schedule this, this year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Key debts. Can we talk about that? How they pick, here's my problem with like the elite teams here. This, they pick the worst teams of the FCS that they, right. they want it to be. I mean, that's easier, easier than practice. Yeah. I mean, the, with the, the problem, like I respect like Penn state's plays, they open up with Villanova next year. I, I'm okay with that game. And Villanova is a ranked team every year. I'm like, right. okay, but to, that these teams out there, these scumbag teams that schedule teams that are like Alabama, a and M that's one in 10 every year. Yeah. What? It just drives me crazy. Point. It yeah. drives me crazy. There's literally like no chance. Like it's even weird that they put the starters in the game. Maybe to inflate the stats. It's just. A, a way to get some fans in the stadium and pay some bills with Eastern having... Illinois just lost by 42 to uh, Southeast Missouri. They're at South Carolina week one. Yeah. Eastern Illinois won one game in 2019. They were one in 11. Yeah. Pathetic. It's just ridiculous, man. It's, if you don't see that, I don't know. Anyway, we got to get the fuck out of here. Let's let's uh, co- uh, here's a lock for me. Southern Utah minus three and a half at home against Idaho state. Patty sees bangles are dog shit. Um, I know, I know I, I didn't want to cover this game too much, but just because we had a, a, an Idaho state player that got cut by the team or quit the team, tell us to fade Idaho state all year. I, I got to put this on here. Uh, everyone should take Southern Utah minus three and a half. I know I, I, I scripted this a little bit and that was not part of the games on there, but I, I thought that was funny to note that a former player reached out to us <laughs> it was like, they're fucking saying terrible. they're horrible, fade them all year. <laughs> All right, Dixie State on Sunday at New Mexico State. New Mexico State, uh, an FBS school playing in the FCS. By the way, an FBS school that plays Kentucky and Alabama. New Mexico <laughs> State, fresh off a twenty-eight point loss to Tarleton State at home. Might I add? Well, home being the Sun Bowl, a couple miles away, not their traditional stadium, but 
New Mexico State minus three and a half. Guys, I am all over Dixie State. They looked great last week beating Tarleton. Three and a half. New Mexico is favored. Yeah. Jeez. This is the this is the fucking lock of the week. Yeah, lock of the week right here. Nick? It's almost too easy, you know. I mean, I agree. I'm I'm on Dixie State with you. I'm not locking it up though because I mean it, it doesn't make any sense, right? Look, Dixie State beat Tarleton 26-14. Tarleton beat New Mexico State 43-17, and then New Mexico State favored by three and a half over Dixie. Smell me. Yeah. I don't yeah, care. I, I I lean Dixie also, but I'm I'm gonna, Why would you not lock? I'm that? not going to bet that. Yeah, I'm going to bet that. All right. Uh, I mean, actually, I know this isn't on the sheet either, but takes. I was impressed by Southern on Friday night against Alabama State. Minus, take that minus eleven against Arkansas Pine Bluff. All right, Arkansas Pine Bluff's horrible. Dude, Southern's quarterback. You were right. Yeah, Nick. he's a ball. Nick that, was right. Nick was right. He's that a baller. Is, that dude is the dude. Say say that one more time, so, please. I didn't catch Southern's it. quarterback. <laughs> Oh, I know, I'm oh joking. he's joking. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the part that yeah. I was, I was yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> UC Davis at Idaho guys, UC Davis, Dan Hawkins. This is big 12 football, brother. Well, guess what? This is big sky football, brother, right? You're coming into Moscow, Idaho where, where I've been. And it's a beautiful town to get completely molly whopped. Um, <laughs> Idaho laying three and a half guys. I'm all over the vandals here. I, UC Davis hasn't played a game yet because of the, the schools, uh, or the, the States, the cities politics, I think. And, uh, I think the play is here to take the vandals guys. I agree. I mean, once again, it, line movement is going in the opposite direction. I'm surprised because it was Idaho minus four and a half earlier, but yeah. I'm on the Vandals. I mean, uh, not only uh, has UCD not played a game yet, but they went five and seven in 2019. Their starting quarterback has graduated. That they're breaking in a new uh, QB. Um, you know, Idaho coming off that big win. They were down 21-14. They rattled off 14 in a row to win. They shut out that that potent Eastern Washington offense in the fourth quarter. They're going to ride that momentum right into this game and uh, wipe the floor with UCD. Ooh. I love it. I would love to see the Vandals get back on the FBS level eventually and give Boise a run for their money. They should have never left. They made a bowl game the year they left. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. What the hell's going on? That was a nice win over Eastern. That was a humongous win. That's right. So uh, Idaho may be trending in the right direction here. There we go. Okay, North Dakota State fresh off the upset. Now this line has moved in favor of Bobby Petrino's Missouri State Bears, who are one and zero. Missouri or Missouri, this opened up at 21. I'm seeing it at 18 right now. North Dakota state minus 18 against Missouri state. Bobby Petrino riding that motorcycle around town. <laughs> Can he ride it to a victory? I don't think so. Give me the buys on to get it done. Minus the 18 points. I think they respond. I think they win big. Once again, I'm surprised with the line movement in Missouri state's favor. I mean, Missouri state beat Western Illinois 30 to 24. And I watched I mean, that. That was a wild one. And the Leathernecks, I mean, they're trash. They went one and eleven in twenty nineteen. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good win. It's a if anything, it's too close. So yeah, I think uh, North Dakota State, you know, they're embarrassed by that loss from a week ago, and they come back in in, in big time here and roll here. In twenty nineteen, they beat Missouri State fifty seven to twenty one. It might even be worse this time. There we go. Oh yeah, you got to know that that practice this week has been hell yeah. for North Dakota State. Uh, so that means you're on the buys on. Absolutely. All right. Uh, this is the ranked matchup on Saturday between Illinois State, the Redbirds. Even though they lost, they were top ten uh, a week ago at Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa responds with a twenty-one nothing shutout at uh, Youngstown after getting upset by uh, by South Dakota State. Northern Iowa laying eight points in the dome against the Redbirds. Give me the.
the Redbirds. I like that quarterback. If he minimizes his turnovers, he's he can scramble. Uh, I think he can really be a problem for that defense. Give me the Redbirds plus the eight. Nick, I disagree. I'm going to go to Northern Iowa now. This morning I got it at minus seven. I like that better than minus eight or I think I saw it eight at eight and a half right now. But everybody jumped off the Northern Iowa bandwagon after week one, except for yours truly. I locked them up last week. They came through for me. This defense is legit. They're at home in the dome. I'm going Northern Iowa again. Wow. Wow. Patty C. Ah, uh, look, I appreciate Northern Iowa. Eight's just a little too much. Give me Illinois state. Yep. There we go. Okay. Samford in the air raid coming off of a win against Western Carolina where they put a, I think 50 some points catching 10 at Furman. Furman lost a VMI. I think Furman gets back on track. This is a lock of mine. Give me Furman minus 10. I saw this. It's actually, it was minus nine before, but it's moved up to 10. I still think Furman, I think Furman handles Sanford. I'm going to go to Sanford. I think they found something in that new quarterback, the dude, Ola Dokken, I think he's gone. They got that new guy, Liam Welch, who uh, threw for three eleven and two touchdowns while running for 83 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. I mean, now, granted, that was against Western Carolina and their trash, but I think Sanford may have found their QB, and they they are air raid. So I mean, they they need obviously without a quarterback, the air raid's not going to go very far. I think they might have found their guy. I think they can keep it at least close with Furman here. So give me the points. Patty C. Uh, look, I didn't realize that Furman had the program that they had. Now, obviously, both of these teams have already taken an L. Chris so. Warren. Dude, they were in the national the championship Furman. not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, they keep a good program. Now Sanford is a good, uh, good squad as well. So ten points is a little high. Uh, you know what? I think I'm gonna go Sanford. Going Sanford. All right, let's get uh, let's right up. Western Illinois. The Leathernecks travel to South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits. Can they get back on track? Laying twenty three points. I think they do. Give me the give me the Jackrabbits laying that big number. Nick. Agreed. Once again, I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but it was 21 and a half earlier today. So we're, we're seeing a lot of line movement on Wednesday here. Uh, but yeah, I think I said before, uh, the Leathernecks are trash. Fade the Leathernecks. Give me my Jackrabbits. Uh, I can't go against the Jackrabbits either. All right. Well, look, last one here. Last one. There's more games out there. We're just going to cover this one here. Jacksonville state at Tennessee state, Jacksonville state, the Gamecocks laying 19. I'm going to ride Tennessee state and the tigers. They got that former uh, Marshall quarterback that transfer. I'm forgetting. I want to say Boyd. Is it Um, plus 19? I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it to get it done against the Gamecocks. Give me the tigers to cover that thing. Nick. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, twenty-one is too much. I mean, I was I was all over uh, Jacksonville State last weekend. They came through for us, uh, but they only won twenty-seven to ten while causing or forcing five turnovers. I don't. I think I think Tennessee State can be a little bit more careful with the ball. Uh, you know, if you're plus five in the turnover battle, I think you should win by more than seventeen. So I'm on Tennessee State. Right. Well, I was riding the Cox last week, and I think I'm hopping off the Cox this week. Uh, <laughs> give me Tennessee State. There we go. Tennessee State, the LSU wannabes, the yeah. TSU Tigers, getting it done. Give me the 21 points. That is them. the most blatant bite off of a low. There's zero attempt <laughs> to even hide what they're trying to do there. All right, guys, this is the college experience uh, midweek report, conference tournament, and FCS week four. 
fucking picks. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the college experience available on all platforms and give us a five-star review on iTunes. If you haven't, if you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831 NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And I'm at the Colby D as I mentioned previously. All right, guys, this is the college experience weekend midweek report style. You better start thinking about yours and we out.